0: we
1: Podcast. Show 279, and tonight we got a doozy for you. We're dropping the knowledge. We're giving you the fantasy football goo on wide receivers. We're going deep, deep, deep on wide receivers. And as usual, I've got Houdini to the left of me. i got Stag Party across from me. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and as we inch closer to drafts, and the season starting, we are going to round out our position podcast here at Pyro with the wide receivers. If you haven't yet, check out the quarterbacks, check out the tight ends, check out the running backs. Very in depth podcast here that we've already done over the previous three, four weeks. Um, let's rock wide receivers. What's up, Smellas? Well, not only is uh, this
0: an intense podcast, it was intense getting here tonight. Uh, I, I was walking up and it looked like your building is falling apart. <laughs> the firemen were everywhere. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, we had in the building, we had there shooting Chicago
1: fire on location here, and we are the Pyro Podcast, so I made sure and I went up there's cops everywhere and there's security and there's actors. I went up I went up to a couple of the uh, firemen and I said, Hey fellas, there's gonna be some fire rolling in twelve oh nine tonight. You might might be smoking. Don't worry. We're just doing the Pyro Podcast. It's the Fantasy Football Fire. Don't mess with us. Don't interrupt us. So hopefully they listen and we don't have any knocking on the door. But yeah, Chicago Fire. We'll see. Interesting stuff. It's Tinseltown Town over here—it's hilarious.
0: When, when I was like, Stags initially sent the text, like, "Hey, you know, there's just all this stuff's going on." You're like, Chicago Fire. I'm like, "What does the what does the goddamn soccer team have to do with this?"
1: <laughs> I always get those confused too. Um,
0: well, hey, let's start
1: quickly. Start out what we're going to be doing. We, we announced it uh, about a week ago. We're going to be having an event October 9th. Yes, October 9th. October 6th. 6th sorry. October 6th. 69 confused 69. Nice. Dude, nice. Really <laughs> um, we're going to be having an event at the Hidden Shamrock. We welcome anybody that's in Chicago that's a Pyro um, fan to join us. It's going to be a drink tickets where you can uh, all you can drink and whatnot. There's going to be obviously uh, all the guys from Pyro here. We're going to have other uh, heavy hitters from the industry like Evan Silva. You're going to have Waz is obviously the guy who's kind of pulling this all together and he's quite connected in the industry. Is Josh from 4 from 4 are going to hopefully come? Know. But there's going to be a number of guys. We're going to get kind of, as we inch closer, we'll get a list of the dudes and the peeps um, that are going to be making it. But you'd be surprised a lot of the big names in fantasy football are from the Chicago or pretty remo- pretty close and Kind of interconnected. So we're going to be doing that event. Uh, We'll keep on promoting that here and there on the site, on social media, and on this podcast as we get closer and closer. We got some time. Uh, All right, I see. Basically, let's get into it. Basically, we're going to be going off our Pyro Collective tiers. What that is, as we've said before on shows. It's the five of us: Stags, Noonan, Houdini, Archer, and Heartbeat. Each do the tiers for every position. We're going to focus on wide receivers here, and this is the collective for Pyro is the average of all five of ours where that the players land, and then Stag Party uses his beautiful intuition for fantasy football and throws them into tiers accordingly. Um, as we'll try and move through these top guys, they're kind of no-brainers. Tier one. Wide receiver one, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously coming off of an injury. Uh, you know, if we, as the news we hear a little bit more, I'll let you guys jump in. If it seems like he's going to miss the first week or even the first couple weeks, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts? Does that change much? I mean,
2: he's not going to be
1: the number one overall receiver for me. He's pretty quickly
2: probably going to move to tier two. Um, I, I think you run the projections. If he misses a game, game and a half, you know, two games, you know his numbers are going to suffer a little bit. But we've also seen him go on stretches where he misses the first couple games of the season and gets hot. He's also been a slow starter. Last year we sort of saw him start slow. The first couple games of his rookie year he started slow. You might miss a little bit of that. Or will he still take time to get hot? Uh, So there's a lot of different nuance that's going to go into it. I think I'm going to move him down to the number three receiver. But the number three receiver is going to drop in a tier two. Uh, so that's how that's my initial read on it. I only feel like he's giving this the first week. Uh, as of right now, they're saying it's a high ankle sprain. We know that those are notoriously tricky, but it it could be worse. It could be a hamstring. At least you know when the ankle
0: heals, it's more than likely healed. And, and you know that they're not going to give him any contact until it's absolutely necessary. There's nothing to prove. So why were they doing that anyways?
1: Why does this guy have to prove? Why is he playing? You gotta, get, you, yeah. gotta get you gotta get sharp. Gotta get sharp sometime. <sighs> I don't get it. I gotta be honest, if I was a coach, this is the same reason why I'm not a father. I would have bubble uh, bubble of stuff all <laughs> over my kid. The kid would never be able to I'd have a leash on him. Every door would have like gates on it. Like I would just if I was a coach, there's no way I would ever let my players that are literally he is the face of the NFL playing a preseason game. I'm not worried about him being able to be right on. Uh, at twenty-four years old and the numbers that he's done each year and each uh, in his first Three seasons in the league, it's. Uh, I'm not worried. You about know
0: it. what? I'll, I'll say this. It's. There's still timing that has to be. You know, for for the wide receivers, but I think it's more important, obviously, for like linemen and stuff to get those snaps and why you want to have your quarterback in there. So you're working on the on the exchange and all that type of stuff. But I definitely think a person, a player like Odell Beckham doesn't necessarily have to be out there. You can have, maybe you want to just have him out there for the first series and don't even throw him the ball. Just let them run routes, you know? Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, one of the things that was kind of funny
1: was watching him look at the Eclipse. You guys see those videos where he's like he's talking to his buddy and he's like, how am I not supposed to look at this? thing? How long shouldn't I be looking? He's like, got no glasses looking right at I think he was faking it, and he was kind of fucking with people. Uh, they probably had like a bright light on his face or something, or in indirectly the sun was going. but it was it was actually the funniest OD uh, BJ uh, thing I've seen in a while. Let's go on to the next guy, who now it appears is actually going to be sliding up to the number one guy in Tier 1, and that's Antonio Brown. There's not much to say about this guy. Um... Other than just bad news that happened to him is his trainer kicked him to the curb and was like, quit. And he's like, I guess he's getting fucked with uh, by Antonio Brown. So I don't know if that's a work ethic thing, which I hope it's not, or if it's a money kind of thing. But uh, it's the second person that's kind of banished him over the past year. So Antonio Brown's got that lovable, uh, uh, laughable, funny, kind personality, but maybe underneath he's not... Uh, quite as great.
0: It, you know, I, I think the, the fact is that he has such a connection with Ben Roethlisberger that and the fact that for Roethlisberger and the rest of the team, why it's kind of ironic that it's Roethlisberger that could hold the Martavis Bryant to this could kind of maybe like kind of freeze him out a little bit more at the beginning, in which case then Antonio is getting even more targets. So if, if that's something that happens and then Bryant only ends up being a player who's getting maybe 90, 95 targets on the season, then that doesn't hurt Antonio at all. Uh, You know, then he's still going to be up there at 170, 175 targets. I don't think I hear you, but I think, I think I like, and I, he's going to play tough love a
1: little bit, but I think he's, he's this is the opus twilight of his career. I think he knows that the best thing for him to do is just make the right play and uh <clears throat> keep everyone healthy and see how deep they can go in. Um, let's move on to the next act. Unless you got something to say, Antonio, I mean, I think, He's pretty much, you know what you're getting. He's about as, you know what you're getting player in fantasy football. Hence the reason why he's been a top four pick, what four years in a row now. Um, so let's go to Julio Jones, and uh, he's going to be our, our our last guy in tier one. Uh, Julio is going to be playing the Bears week one. I think. Are you going to that game? Yeah. I think. I, I, I think I'm. Uh, Get some cheap tickets off of uh, Vivid Seats and go check it out. And favorite player, never seen him live. Might as well do it. Um, I, don't, I got nothing to say about him. For me, he's he's a no-brainer. For some reason, he's sliding. People are taking um, running backs. And I, I, I'm not saying there's no reason, but guys like um, McCoy. Sometimes a Gordon. Some people are Ajay seems to be moving up a little bit. Other people like Freeman. There's like there's like a whole. Batch of those running backs that everyone likes their different one. A few of them seem to be going, and and Julio's kind of sliding a little bit. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe you guys do. Um, Maybe it's just you've got to get that running back. Maybe back to our show last week, we talked about how important it is to get one of those great running backs, and people understand that. But Julio's sliding a little bit.
0: You know what, Julio's also potentially sliding because of the letdown season that he pretty much had last year coming off of the career year, but he was dinged up all last year. So if he's healthy, the only thing that you have to question is, can he improve his touchdown total? If he does, then he's just bona fide ridiculous. Yeah, but even what is the improvement on touchdown total? Can he just get back to double digits?
2: Because if he gets back to double digits with his yardage total, he'll, he'll still be great or can he be even more than that? Can he have one of those transcendent seasons where you score, you know, fourteen to sixteen touchdowns, and really establish yourself? But you know, with the career high of ten and you know regression due to be in this offense, it's a tough prognostication to say he's just going to come out and get fourteen. I'm not
0: going uh, to saying he's yeah. going to get fourteen. I'm saying can he get if back? He, if he can get he, back to ten, he's he, great. You know, he's going to get. He does all the other parts. So. If, and if you're in long touchdown leagues too, he pays off big dividends. So, uh, I don't know. We're done arguing about Julio Jones. Yeah. Oh, we were
1: arguing about Hale- I don't know <laughs> <but laughs> well, talking about him. I think the thing that you get with him is the 100 yard game. So, if you get bonuses there, he's a machine in that regard. And I think uh, as well with um, Julio, I think more so his transcendent season will be hinge more on kind of what he did a couple of years ago. Yardage and hitting that 2,000-yard mark more than I, – I, I honestly don't think he's ever going to be a 15 TD guy. I just don't and I love him but I do think he could be a 2,000 yard season guy where it's just like he gets on that role kind of like Calvin Johnson did a few years four years ago back and it's just like you know what at that point the coaching staff is like alright let's get this guy a record that's never been set and make him happy Val
3: oh this is the worst looking hat I ever saw oh it looks good on you
1: though (laughs) that's the the, the truncated version of it yeah um all right, let's go to tier number two. A.J. Green is at wide receiver number four. Let's be honest. The guy played in the uh, preseason as well. Seven targets. <laughs> Dalton threw <him laughs> the ball seven <laughs> times. One of them being in the red zone. He actually dropped. A.J. dropped a touchdown. Uh, the defender fell on him, and uh, he, he, he botched a, a ball. So get those drop seasons yeah, in, in, in the preseason. But... I think that just shows you. I mean, Dalton to AJ Green—is that going to be the biggest target uh, share of any wide receiver you think this year? Not, not necessarily target share.
2: It's still having to go with Antonio, but AJ Green's going to be up there in the twenty-five to twenty-seven percent, like he always. But with,
1: Ant- with with Martavis back, you think so with Antonio? You still? Think yeah,
2: I don't think you're changing Antonio Brown's role
1: for Martavis. I think these targets to come down. Like well, I don't, but
0: the other thing is, you're not changing Cincinnati's offense. They're not all of a sudden becoming a much more pass happy team. They're, they're still bringing in Joe Mixon. Now you have Mixon, Hill, and Bernard. They they expect to run the ball. Yeah,
1: I I just think I think AJ Green's going to be a be one of the top target guys. That's all I'm saying. Well, oh,
2: he'll be one of the top <laughs> target guys, especially when Brandon Mofell is coming out and starting as your wide receiver two this season. That's that's the guy they want to use on the deep ball But A.J. Green can do a variety of things When they want him to get deep, he can get deep When they want to run sideline passes to him, they can They want him to go over the middle, he'll do it He can do everything He's just such a complete receiver, such a savvy route runner And just so big, lanky, and fast That he can run past corners A.J. Green's awesome Awesome. Uh, That's why we have him sort of ahead of Mike Evans Who is probably the first guy with a little bit of
3: question marks
1: I, the one thing I test I was, I've was, i been question marking and, and he's been lower than um, I, I would, would have thought I would have him uh, this year in all my tears But watching the game uh, The last preseason game with him It still just looks like Mar- uh, Winston drops back and he's just He's willing to fling that thing up anywhere across on the sideline. He's just like he just knows that, that Evans is going to go up and get that ball, or at least defend it, and not not get an interception. So, even with all of those weapons, just seeing just seeing uh, Mike Evans, just the way that at uh, Winston loves to get chucking the rock. Uh, yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's, he's I'm, having... I'm not as worried about the new the new talent coming in and, and, and stealing from him. Maybe that's... Winston has to learn to Brown. use
0: the other talent. Yeah, Winston has had the ultimate uh, safety uh, blanket in Mike Evans for his entire playing career. Yeah. So, uh, he's latched on to him. He's the latchkey kid for him. So, <laughs> he, you know, it's... At this point, until... I mean, in Deshaun Jackson. What's Deshaun Jackson? At the high end, of Deshaun Jackson is usually like maybe 100 targets uh, at a high end. So... Is that really hurting that much in there? How many is OJ Howard actually going to get? Is he going to get? Is he going to get 100 targets? Is he going to get like maybe no. 70, 75 targets, something like that? Yeah. Try like six. Yeah. Five, but okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So not even. He,
1: so, he's going to get 40 catches max. But I like what he's going to do with those catches. I like. I like. And they
0: don't does. have a, a super strong running game, so they're still going to be relying on, on throwing the ball a lot. So I. I yeah. You know, I like both of these guys though. Uh, I think they're both phenomenal. Yeah, I wouldn't be too
1: worried if you get if you get a Mike Evans. I think he's he's that he's that last wide receiver where you can be real confident with him as a wide receiver. One going into the season. What are the question marks that you have for him?
2: I mean, basically, when they started winning football games, we've talked about this numerous times. They stopped targeting fucking Mike Evans as much because Mike Evans isn't a guy who's going to defend the defender. He's if if he's not getting it, they're picking it. Uh, so, that that's part of my problem. When they when they physically just pulled the reins back on Jameis, you can listen on hard knocks. Hey, Jameis, man, why you throw so many fucking interceptions? Like, you've got all the talents in the world. You just can't be out here chucking it. Like, you've got to be smart. You've got to use your head. you got to, you know... I, I didn't see
1: this. Who, who's saying this today? This coach.
2: coach. <laughs> Basically, he's like... Cotter saying, saying? hey, you got to reel it back in a little bit, man. I love your aggressiveness, but sometimes... Just taking the third down and, you know, going to the fourth down, kicking a field goal is not as bad as just throwing a pick like you do. So they, they're they trying to reel this guy back in. He's got that gunslinger mentality. You look at the numbers to him and Bortles, they're very similar. Bortles is fucking Chad Henney's bench boy today. <laughs> like,
0: well, I think that's why they brought all the extra talent in there, so to try to get him to stop being so laser-focused on Mike Evans. But exactly. as I'm saying, it it's, it's, it's going to take time for that maturation to happen, so that's why I'm really not so it's as over... concerned for, for Mike Evans. So Mike
2: Evans led the league in targets last year with the lowest targets in a decade. Like, Is he going to lead the league in targets no, no, again? No, no, no. Like, no. So we've got to expect that he's not going to you know finish near the number two joint. Maybe he's more of a back-end wide receiver one than he is the solidified, this is the guy you have to build your team around, that he sort of looked like last year in the Turn on the second
1: round. Well, hopefully the second half of the season that he, he obviously broke out, gang's but gangbuster at the beginning of the season, and then it, it, they pulled back the reins, I suppose, and their defenses, rain, uh, you know, focused in on him. And he definitely was a different player. But uh, you know, he had three double-digit TDs last year. That's a great time. And he also um, he's had twelve touchdowns or more. In uh, two of the three seasons he's been in the league. So he gets the touchdowns. You can count on that stuff. So I still think even the targets coming back even to close to what happened uh, two years ago uh, at 148, you're still... You're still happy what he's going to be able to achieve. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Winston can figure out how to use the other guys, and that improves Winston or um, Evans in his own right because the less defenders, have to just worry about him. He's been the only guy anybody needs to worry about for since he got in the league well, I mean, he, the, on the, that team.
0: The automatic thing is anytime Deshaun Jackson's out there, if you send him deep, he's going to commit a safety. They have to come over the top. Absolutely,
1: so. Absolutely. Cool. We'll go on to the next guy and the next tier. This is Tier 3. This is going to be wide receiver six, Jordy Nelson.
2: Um, I think the three of us collectively have him at eight. Heartbeat's got him at five, Archer at seven. The thing with Jordy is he's getting a little bit older. He's had those sort of knee injuries piling up. How long can he just continue to defy odds and fucking catch 14 uh, touchdowns a season? We know Aaron Rodgers is one of the supreme touchdown passers in the league. But is there any regression coming for this guy? Now that we sort of saw what Devontae Adams could do when given opportunities, what Ty Montgomery can do out of the backfield, uh, what Randall Cobb can do as a mismatch in the playoffs. And you've got Martellus Bennett, who's a giant, giant weapon in the red zone. Does he you know, regress to maybe 12 touchdowns, change up his scoring a little bit? While I still like Jordy, I think you have to factor in, you know, he's getting, what,
0: he's 32 yeah, yeah, but he was also coming off that injury, and if you look at it, too, I believe he had the lowest uh, yards per reception in his career. Um, it was like a full yard lower than his career average. Um, yeah,
1: 97 catches, almost, a little under 1,300 yards. Yeah. But he gets him to, See, but just, is, it just Everyone thinks that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, and he just loves, he loves fucking throwing the ball to... to Here's
0: where here's where it happens. I think we all have him at eight because we still have to respect the fact that that's the the case with Aaron Rodgers. But I think the three of us are pretty much telling you that none of us are drafting him.
2: I mean, in the second round, there's definitely a fact. I think Jordy Nelson goes before
1: other receivers I like a little bit more, like Dez. So yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Cool. Well, let's go. Let's go. I think Jordy beat Go get the players you love. If you love Jordy, if you love the Packers. You love that offense. It's it's still going to be the Lions share going through him. Packers share, maybe we should say, um, and he, <laughs> love it. But thirty-two years old, dude, coming off lots lots of injuries, and you know, I think Cobb could could be better, and yeah, you know, all the things to stakes said. So we'll see. Um, let's go to, <laughs> let's go. I like, I that. Well, I was, I like that segue. I, I, yeah, I started thinking, my nose started itching. I was like, should I pick this booger?
0: I'm like, no, it's
4: stag. You're
1: saying <laughs> nugget,
0: cob, cob can be
1: cob, I like a booger, booger. <laughs> must kill. Um, <laughs> let's go on to the next guy, T.Y. Help. Now, this guy is a guy that I can see with the news or the no news of luck I can see him moving down a little bit for all of us in our next batch of tears uh, admittedly this this uh, collective batch of tears as shown with some of that OBJ stuff is, is is about a week and a half old just because we did it for our draft kit number three quick Pyro promo if you haven't bought it pick it up pyro draft kit three um, it's the balls it's uh, if you want to get a five dollar discount it's 20 dollars. Five dollar discount. Enter in Valverde in the discount code uh, when you're checking out, and that is V A A A L V E R um, D E. And again, how many A's? It's three A's. Now <laughs> Valverde, and people have had it. Some people text, maybe they're neophyte-ish. They're like, I can't find the discount code. I'm like, they email me or hit me on. Just let me know. I'll go. I, you can buy it, and afterwards. I can go discount it now. If you've already bought it before listening to the show, and you hit me up and be like, "I've already bought it," we do it. Piss off! <laughs> all right, let's go to Ty Hilton. Little worrisome, without a luck. Um, do you like Ty Hilton with the backup or the third stringer throwing to him? No, not at all. Absol- freaking not. Here's the thing: I still like Ty Hilton more than
2: I like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who's neck. Who after death, like I might move him down one spot. It's not going to be a significant downgrade. I still think now they're just going to have to do different things with Ty. If you've got a fucking guy like Scott Tol- Tolzien in there, you better throw Ty Hilton a screen or two and try to let him make something happen. You, be- I mean, I know he's a downfield receiver, but you better design some plays to get the ball in this. He's the best player in your goddamn offense. You better get him the ball. Well, yeah, Scott
0: Tolzien, for God's sakes. Yeah, but the problem is is a lot of times you see it. Look, the, why does Allen Robinson have issues? Because Blake Bortles sucks and cannot get him the ball. So, you know, it, it's great if you throw in the area of the receiver, but when you throw the ball about three yards short on the turf, um, it doesn't help him. I, I think the benefit is luck is going to come back. So if even if you're taking on the bet of, hey, I can sustain until that happens, um, then that's great because, again, you're right. They brought all these wide receivers in. You know, Moncrief was supposed to be the, this all-world thing. Never happened. Uh, Dorsett has been basically a complete failure. So they're, who they're willing to trade yep. is pretty much nothing. So there's, there's the no competition. Player. There's, uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, it was it was Kobe Fleeter who, then, who then got jettisoned. So then it was now it's Jack Doyle who, who's the only the second uh, main target on the on the team. So Hilton is going to get the uh, the most of the, of the targets there in that passing game. Well, let's move
1: on to the next. I'm a little worried with bubble screens and short play. I mean, get the get the ball in his hands. I'm all for that. But the honest God truth is, he, he, this guy needs luck. Has got he's like Philip Rivers. He's able to get you the ball in space, running without slowing down a minute. And once that thing touches Ty's hands off these nice, you know, beautiful angelic passes, he's just impossible. Even if you were playing. Uh, Touch football, he's impossible to bring down So I think it changes a bit But I agree with you, Luck's going to be back They're too nonchalant about this whole thing For him not to Yep.
2: Okay, so without Andrew Luck T. By Hilton has played 10 games His PPR per game 11.6 points So he does it by 4.1 receptions On 7.4 targets For 63 yards and .2 touchdowns So he'd still be a 1,000 yard receiver Without Andrew Luck so now you factor in Luck being back there. Maybe he can still get you 1,200 yards on the season. And his usual 5-6 to touchdown, that's going to back him up a little bit. But not 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 significantly. I think you have to be a little bit worried depending on the matchups. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: But that's that's my thoughts on it. I mean, like when we get to DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, after Dez. Okay, so next guy in our rankings is Dez, uh, who I will probably move – I probably already have him ahead of TY, but I think collectively we will have Dez ahead of TY by our next version of the draft kit collective, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, Heartbeat's got to have to get a little bit uh, on board there. <laughs> See, okay, so there's 19, he's got him at 19. There's two camps. Dez? There's yeah. two camps.
2: He's got, he's got go ahead, sorry. There's two camps of Dez. So, Dez is such an incredible talent that he's going to do whatever he wants, and it doesn't matter. He's going to catch 10 to 12 touchdowns, 1,200 yards, especially with Ezekiel Elliott being suspended and them having to throw more. Then there's the camp of Dez has a super fucking rough schedule. Uh, In the cornerbacks he has to face in the first five weeks alone, guys like Patrick Peterson, Sherman, all these guys that will have to play in the first five weeks that he's going to have tough. He's got the toughest number one cornerback matchup in the entire league. You just got to hope that Jason Garrett moves him around and creates mismatches and uses him in the slot and uses him all over the field. So those are the two camps of Dez. So while 19 is probably too low, there are people that have him more
1: as a back-end wide receiver one, uh, wide receiver two range. Heartbeat, love him. If you guys aren't checking it out, check out the Pyro Pulse podcast uh just posted today episode 11 i'm going to be recording a sleeper's busts and uh with him this weekend, uh, and we're going to talk about a bunch of kind of final sleepers busts, and we'll figure out some other breakouts or whatever else we want to do. But we're going to talk about a shite load of players. One thing I've noticed, and I love Heartbeat, but he holds grudges. Certain type of player, a guy like a Dez, a guy that's got attitude, a guy that, like you said, can be kind of an a hole, is, is kind of a, a, a cock knocker. Heartbeat hates those guys and, and won't consider his hate. He, he lets his hatred of them good, nice, feel the hate. He <laughs> override any fantasy. We all do that to some degree, but he really does it a lot. He just doesn't like Dak. So yeah, he's he not hates Dak. Like Dak. And he hates Ezekiel. He hates Dallas. He hates Dallas. That's a good point. He does. But.
2: You know, come come around, buddy.
1: Come around. Come on, we need this from you. All right, one thing before we go on to um, the next uh, the next guy, um, let's hear a, a little word from our sponsor. Thank you for that. Let's hear a word from my sponsor, But well,
3: the last time I saw
4: a pair of jugs that big, two hillbillies were blowing them.
1: Um, Let's go on to tier 4 This is a guy that Staggs is a little worried about DeAndre Hopkins Uh, The announcement has been made Savage, the guy that about two weeks ago DeAndre was um, promoting And saying hey, there's no reason Why Savage shouldn't be the starter Um, Gets the job We'll see how much of a leash he has got on this thing, but I think he he's going to have a serviceable year. I like DeAndre. I think he's coming at. A, I think he's sliding even a little more. Uh, it, it, when when you're getting him in the third round, I like that value. Um, but I'll let you guys talk about it. But under, understand uh, any warts that uh, Stag Party might be del- believing in.
0: It. I, I mean, look, Hopkins has amazing potential. Right, we've seen him. We've seen him do it in stretches, and and and, and that, that that season he had uh, two years ago. So, and he didn't do it with anything special at quarterback. So, what's to say that even now he's probably he wants Savage because at least it's somebody who's more comfortable right now, before than you know Watson, who could throw a ball that could get you hurt, right? You know, so I, I think that. I think that there's just upside in the fact that he can put together stretches. And I know that if I'm, I'm taking him, I don't want him to be my wide receiver one, but if I am getting him in the third round and I'm, he's my wide receiver two, I'm pretty much ecstatic about that because he's going to get a good enough amount of targets that he has a, a really good floor. So he's going to be, at the worst, he's going to be like you were saying with T.Y. Hilton, right? He's going to be this, this uh, close to 1,000-yard receiver with like 70 catches, and he'll give you at least like five or six touchdowns. I think that he had, no, he had no
1: rapport going with Osweiler at all last year. And he was still, as we, we, I've talked about a couple times, some botch plays, stepped out of bounds, a touchdown that was a touchdown being called back from being like top ten. So he doesn't scare me all that much. I think that he, we've seen him do it before. Um, maybe there's a lot of talent around him that could eat into him a little bit. But I think the reason why he was standing on the soapbox and saying, give me Savage, is because he has that they have that chemistry They've been playing catch with each other Consistently For four years now And it's like Why would I want Right now I was given a new t- A new uh, uh, j- uh, Human jug Machine Last year It didn't work out I know this guy I don't want to have Something that potentially Could not work out again
2: You remember how you say Dez can't push Dak around Fucking yeah. DeAndre Can push fucking Tom Savage around I That's why that. he wants him
1: Yeah I, <laughs> like, I agree with that like,
2: this is. Tom Savage might not be great. He's probably not any good at all. But at least DeAndre knows that he can demand the ball and he will get it. So if you like that, that's great. Problem is Tom Savage. What? Never thrown a touchdown in the NFL. Like, has this guy ever thrown a touchdown in practice? I
1: don't fucking know. Uh, uh, he looked pretty good. But in just his highlights in the game from the other night, he looked pretty good. Moving around the pocket, he's flinging the ball around. So, but
0: who knows? He, I was unproven commodity. This one's for Savage.
3: Valverde. Valverde. As the Pounder of hell. I command you stay off that throne. <laughs> Even in the hell, I get no respect.
2: <laughs> but when we also talk about DeAndre Hopkins four, it has to be what it was last year. He finished his wide receiver what? Uh, 35, playing a full season, getting nearly what nine and a half targets a game. His, his floor, we broke
0: saw Brock Osweiler, broke Osweiler. We, we, we literally saw his yeah. floor, so we've got to look out for that a little bit. I think his um, floor rises without Brock Osweiler. And also, uh, I I do
1: too a little bit, but also remember that he was a bona fide first round pick last year. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting him, end of the second is high for him pretty much. More so you're getting him in the third. He's thir-
2: 30, thir- 31 in Fantasy Pro's ADP. Okay. So now with
1: five sources. Okay, Go holla um, so, yeah, early in the 10-man league, early on uh, third round. That feels a lot better than literally I was looking. I just picked my keeper in my big money league this uh, week. We'll talk about that in a second. But I was looking through everyone's team. And last year, DeAndre in this league went fourth overall. And then I took Adrian Peterson fifth. Wah, wah. Still the best record, bitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay, there. Hey, okay. come on! I gotta let it out.
1: Gotta let. It, you just, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to brag for myself, Bigly, Maybe I am, but what I am trying to do is show you that if you botch your first round pick, you still can be a badass. Just make sure your last round picks are great, right and your middle round <laughs> and pick. your numbers, every and pick and your second round number <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: so
2: Next on the list, we've got Michael Thomas. Woo! So Michael, Th- like I could see, maybe having Michael Thomas now ahead of Ty as well. I, I don't know if I can see, as we talked about DeAndre, because we've seen that before. But Michael Thomas has a great quarterback. Uh, you know, he had a great rookie season. He was efficient. He caught touchdowns. He caught a lot of passes. Like everything you want to see from a guy in a rookie season. He had what one of the top five rookie seasons ever by a wide receiver. Like this guy. Approved it last year. The only question is how much higher can he reach, because we know about the overall target share issue that Drew Brees likes to spread it around and doesn't target you know one player in inordinate amount of times. So that those 145 targets, maybe that's his ceiling. He maybe he doesn't have the ceiling of 170 that a guy like Mike Evans does, or 190
0: like an Antonio Brown, or 200 like Julio. Is there also potentially the possibility that it goes down some uh, just for the sheer fact that now you have Adrian Peterson there along with Mark Ingram?
1: I don't think
2: so. In
0: 121. and, And I think
1: that, you know, he lost Cooks. Who was finished that's, six, that's, but six-ish that's, for wide receiver and standard in many. That's where, that's leagues. where it picks up. So if picks you pick up. it up. You're gonna give a little to Snead. You're gonna give a little more to Fleener. You're gonna give a little more to uh, Kamara. Everyone's gonna kind of pick up a little bit. But at the end of the day, my only worry with Thomas is going into his second year. He's now the focal point, mm-hmm. and you're, those those things you're talking about Stags earlier with Des. It's like you got the number one guy, and it's not it's not Brandon anymore. And how can you how can you how does he perform against that higher level competition? That's my only worry about him. But it seems like in, in Stags, well, the, the other grandies. the other
0: problem that, that just piggybacks yeah. on that is that you don't have a, a younger quarterback who's just going to still throw you that ball. Yeah. Drew Brees is going to see you getting taken out of the plays, and he's going to move it elsewhere.
1: The beautiful thing about Breeze is he's the master at throwing those over behind the shoulders and putting it in a place like it's either him or no one. And I think hopefully they'll get that, that will continue to have that great camaraderie and that connection where it's just like Breeze will be like, hey, I'm not going to make a mistake here. You can come back and get it or you can go out and get it. It's up to you. Um, but the one thing I was going to say, um, go ahead, I kind of, I don't so, right. so
2: the problem early with Michael Thomas is everybody was projecting so much more. 160 targets, 170 targets. He's going at the end of the first round. Now his price has kind of settled a little bit. He's wide receiver seven. Uh, he's going, you know, in the middle of the second round, which I think is fair value. And that, that's just where it is. Like now he's more fair value than he was earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like it, at the beginning of the off
0: season, he was going at like wide receiver five. I've been tracking a lot of these as I was doing like the sleepers and. and you you see where where players were, where we had his sleepers and it's like, okay, here's a guy that was initially at sixty five, sky rocket to the moon, <laughs> and then now all of a sudden he's like forty five, now all of a sudden he's at like thirty two, and it's like man, you know that that you know that early value gets caught up on.
1: Here's when you're taking a guy at seven, and you kind of ingrained this into my thought process with him a bit. He's a possession receiver. He had two hundred yard games last year. Had nine touchdowns, which is good. Uh, caught I think over 90 balls and you know obviously at a thousand yards, but he's not like an explosion guy. That was the Cook's role. Mm-hmm. Is now he gonna fill that? I, you don't seem to think that stags. And I kind of agree. I think he's gonna he's kinda gonna be more of a so I gonna be Marcus Colson. Like more yeah, Marcus
2: Colson than he is Brandon Cooks, for right. sure. Exactly. So and, just
1: so when you're drafting someone at the seventh spot, it's fine if you want that increment if you want a guy that's going to chip away and get you those those 9 to 13 points a week or whatever amen yeah. but if you're when you're going that early for me and that's my wide receiver one at that position specifically i want a guy like it does um, like a Ty, that one week is just going to be like, holy crap! He's got two hundred yards, two touchdowns, two of them are long, bonus wazoo. So that's just something to think about. He yeah, might be I mean, more was, of a consistent plotter.
2: Exactly. In two, in two, last season he had two games over twenty fantasy points. So is that ceiling really there? He had three hundred yard games three games with nine or more catches. So if you're in PPR leagues, I definitely see the appeal. You can move him past a guy like TY, probably even Dez. Yeah. Like, but if you're in standard leagues, you've got to understand that he might give you these five for 50s in addition to his eight for
0: 80s with the touchdown. And that's the other thing too, especially if you're in leagues that do the bonuses at 100. If it, if it becomes... Some of those leagues will give three to five points for a bonus. It's like scoring a touchdown. I'm in a five fucking point hundred yard bonus league, and it's
2: the most bullshit ever. Like, let me just decide on this arbitrary number and suddenly
0: give players more points. We're doing no extra fucking work. People are crazy. Now, here's the best that we do because we do, it's like. They're doing it because we, guys like
1: us, have in our. Player rankings, wide receiver tab, and a draft kit—a column for how many hundred-yard games they get. That's because people have created oh. the bonuses. Oh, first. that's his card horse. <laughs> we're doing it as a result. That yeah, fair enough. I, I'm with you.
0: But like I, in my league, uh, what I love is that like it's like basically you know a tenth of a point for a yard. But once you get to a hundred yards, now it's two tenths of a point, so the points double. So because we're rewarding the bigger game. so nice, you know. I, you get a hundred. You get, you get up to hundred eighty yards. I can't That's tell you how many times sixteen I've ended up points with just for the extra
2: 80.
1: that
0: extra 98 yards.
2: Yeah. My arch nemesis. Oh that yeah. Sounds like
1: it. Before we go on to the next guy, uh, still within the fourth tier, uh, let me quickly just give a little uh, pyro promo. Hey, do us a favor. Give us a, a review on iTunes. Uh, give us a favorable five star rating. And just say, hey, tell us if you listen to the show and you haven't done it yet. Tell people that you like what we're doing. Tell the reasons why. Uh, what makes us different? It just helps our. You can wait on till iTunes. after your draft if you'd like. Well, here's the reason you can do that. But here's the reason why I want you to do it now. Because actually, I know how many reviews we're at right now on iTunes. And if you go out and do it after listening to this podcast between now and um, a, a next week's show. Uh, which is again, we record on Wednesday. I'm going to give away two draft kits to. Uh, I'll just choose randomly out of anybody that's going to uh, pick. Um, uh, out of anybody that gives us a review, I'll I'll know the names of the most recent ones, and we'll give away two draft kits at random. So if you haven't done it, do us a favor, go do it. It just helps us against a lot of podcasts out there. We've started. We've been around for six, seven years now, and there's just a ton of people. Johnny, uh, new kids on the block. That do great stuff. We're happy. We want. We're happy for all of them. But now there's more competition within the news and noteworthy and all that good stuff in the fantasy football section. So the more reviews we get, the more stature and uh, and, and the more we stay up amongst the top guys. So do that favor on uh, next Thursday. I will pick uh, two random names of anyone that gave us a review, and I'll send you guys uh, a, a, an email. Um, of with the draft kit, so I'm gonna be. We're gonna try and be doing more and more of these kind of giveaways, Pyro Pro giveaways, maybe uh, some signed uh, memorabilia. Uh, we'll, we're gonna discuss it, but we're trying. We get so into the show that we forget about all these other promotions and all this other stuff. We used to be. I used to personally be good at it a couple of years ago, and stopped being good at it, I suppose. So um, let's let's do it. Let's move on to the next guy, um, Doug Baldwin. He
0: is going. Doug Baldwin. To, uh, Bye bye bye. <laughs> Doug Baldwin. Let's say again, right? The guy, he's not pretty, but he gets it done. He's good. Dude, he looks real fucking pretty. He's against good. Minnesota. I think oh he, my god!
1: How many? I think he's like AJ Green. He had like six or seven targets. And a couple of them in the red
0: zone. It's just like well, again, who else is there besides Jimmy Graham to take targets away from him but in the even, passing
2: game? Even Jimmy Graham only got ninety-five targets last season. He wasn't a heavily targeted player. But this is
0: my point. That's the best. That's the next best option in the passing game because exactly. Paul Richardson is not a guy that you're going to be able to throw hundred and thirty targets, hundred targets to. My cock uh, weighs more than. Tyler Robert Lockett, is. who never even knows what the hell's going to go go on there. Then you still have Jermaine Curse hanging around. You have you know Jermaine like, Curse is the worst. The He is
1: cursed If if he's on your team Your team is Jermaine cursed
0: He'll be in the Seattle Seahawks Ring of Honor at some point My
2: my only thing with
1: Doug Baldwin is
2: I'm not comfortable having him as my wide receiver one I know a lot of people out there are And maybe I'm wrong About that because he's only going to get what, Maybe 120 130 targets and, And that just makes me a little bit uncomfortable And he's got those sort of off games But we saw like just on prime time, it was it, Friday night. He was just lighting up a very good defense, lighting up great
1: corners. Uh, so, but like his good. cuts, his cuts. Sorry, to interrupt. His, just to piggyback. His cuts. The, the defenders seven ten yards away from him. I mean, the guy. He's one of he's one of the best route runners in the league. He's he's up there. So
2: my my only problem is, can will they ever feed this guy? But I also think they need Russell Wilson to just be more of that passer he was in 2015. And that's how the Seahawks' offense is going to take it to another level. Not with his legs, not with being a balanced run game. It's going to be on the arm of Russell Wilson. And if healthy, it's a goddamn good arm.
1: Yeah, well, I think the one thing, based on uh, your, your, yours and Arch, uh, Archer's strength schedule, while uh, Wilson's got a great strength to schedule, one of the top ones for quarterback, he's got a tough one. So the wide receivers and him personally, because really he's the only wide receiver you're really going to focus on, especially early, he's got a, he's got a bottom four uh, strength to schedule for wide receivers this year. So something to, something to think about. You guys got anything else or move on? Let's move on. Move on. Amare, Cooper, um he is obviously uh, some people's butter, and a lot of people are just primed for this guy to be uh, a huge breakout. And I'm not I'm not down on him because he's a stud, but I just don't know. Seahawks have a
2: great strength of schedule.
1: Strength to schedule, do they? Yeah. For wide receiver?
2: Yeah, top five.
1: Well, then there's a bad uh, pro in our uh, in our draft kit. So despite the fourth easiest QB schedule, only four teams have a more difficult wide receiver schedule. Talk right. to
2: somebody about that. I, I didn't write those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, that, bit, I'll go to RSOS. Okay, bear it up. Amen. Don't, don't bring that juju on me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I wasn't. <laughs>
0: don't You're put right. that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs>
1: You're right. He's got the, he's got the fifth, fifth easiest uh, for the full slate of the schedule. Okay, go ahead. Alright, we'll, let's move on to Amari Cooper. Then. Uh, you, as tags. Are, edit. No, I'm kidding. We won't <laughs> We're going edit. We're going to run with it.
0: Um, Go ahead. Well, Mark Cooper, to me, you know, you're talking about people talking about him having that big step up. I don't see it. I think he's it, when he came out, it was, that was one of the things about him. He was the most polished receiver coming out. He was pro-ready, and he proved that he was pro-ready. He's a fantastic receiver. Is he going to all of a sudden become a 16, 1,700-yard receiver who's going to get 12, 13, 14 touchdowns in a year? I don't think so, especially not with Michael Crabtree on the other side. So unless you take that out and all of a sudden some different things change, I think he is just that to me, he's that Andre Reed receiver. It's a great receiver. Yeah. You know? But that's like that analogy. And and where Andre Reed always finished, he was never like in the top three or four, but he was never outside of the top fifteen. Love it. I love that comparison.
1: And I agree. I love Ball, I love Cooper a, a long time. But I think I, uh, I long love him, time, a long time. Long time. I do. I do. But some people that just think that this guy is going to be like the top five wide receiver and just going to propel himself so that next year he's in tier one or uh, amongst the elite. And I think that he's just—I don't know if he—I don't know if he has the, the the gumption or the just the total killer, dry, the killer instinct to make that happen. So and that's the only thing that bums me out about him. A little my,
2: bit. my feeling with Amari is he can get more yards and probably a couple more touchdowns. I just don't know if he has that true. Number top wide receiver every week, but he's there. Because we talk about guys with bad wide receiver schedules. The Oakland Raiders are there. They've got to face Kansas City. they got to face San Diego's corners. they got to face Denver twice a season. Uh, they've got just a tough road ahead of him, and he seems to struggle against those better teams. Uh, and that, that's one of the issues. But I, I think he could have one of those transcendent you know, sort of 1300 yard seasons. Mm-hmm. I think there is a step he can take in his third year. For sure. Um, does, it, does it vault him to a top five statue? So, yes, right on the board, like like fifth. 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 Right. Like, not, not among the kick. tops, right. but he could get to five. And the way he could do that, he's one of the best deep ball receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. He needs to be better on short passes, he needs to be more effective. Uh, his run after the catch needs to be better. So, He bulked up a little bit in his upper body to hopefully break some tackles this offseason. We'll see if it pays off. So I think Amari still has one more step. I'm not saying it's to the top of the ladder, but he could almost touch it. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm down. I'm down. I agree with that. When he goes middle middle of the second round. I just usually have players I like more. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Whenever that goes, I'm like, I'm always happy when he gets picked, because I'm like, all right, now I know, I mean, not that I wouldn't want him at a certain point later, but now I know i got a like one guy that I didn't want that early coming back to me. Mm-hmm. That's the way I always feel when he's going, like, middle, late, second round, I'm like, okay, good, all right, that guy didn't take the guy I'm looking at. Um, all right, let's go to Brandon Cooks. We talked about him a bit, changing teams. Tom Brady's uh, new favorite target. Uh, he's sitting there at what sixteen? We're all
0: over the board on him.
1: Yeah, we all are, we're all over the board. I'll, I'll look and see where we all
0: are. Um, Sit, Stags at sixteen. You're at eleven. I'm at ten. Archer's at fourteen. Heartbeats at twenty-five.
2: So Cooks is currently going in the beginning of the third round. Overall pick twenty-seven. Wide uh, receiver twelve off the board. I sort of like him there. Like I'm probably going to move Brandon Cooks up a couple spots just because I like the players of talent, he's been on the field nearly 100% of Tom Brady's snaps so far this preseason. They're using him on the outside mostly, but they are getting him some reps in the slot. Uh, He's he's the most explosive receiver that Brady's had since Randy Moss. So I'm liking that aspect. I think there's just some things that Brady can do that, you know, extend plays and just get the ball out of his hands that's going to make – great, great times for Brandon Cooks.
1: Yeah. I uh, no, I agree. Obviously, I, I like him. I think he's a great player, but I think what I've been noticing and listening to some of the podcasts that are in our fantasy football podcast network, there's, we've got a couple guys that are focused from the uh, Patriots, kind of beat writers, and they're centric on that team. And I'm starting to feel a little bit in Belichick himself, and I love Cooks, Still, still love that value, especially... Um, if if I can get him in the third round, maybe even late second round, and I need that position. But I just feel like it's going to be like, who's doing it this week? I don't fucking know. And it could be a running game out the wazoo from Gillisley. It could be a Rex Burkhead uh, domination game. It could be a White. It could be a Gronk. It could be a Cooks. Edelman's on the team. It could be all hope. There's just too many weapons that it's like, when it's high and it's your guy, you're psyched. If you knew it, if you're not Nostromos and knew it and called it, great. But when you get him and it's not his week, it's just a fucking zilch.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't know if it's a zilch because there is, and, I, and I've been warming up to this because I, I had Cooks a lot further down in my tiers to, uh, to begin with, and I've been consistently moving him up. Part of the reason for me is I keep thinking back to when has Tom, What was the last time Tom Brady really had a real deep threat receiver? And I think I almost got to go back to Randy Moss. You do so, and he loved throwing him down the field, and they are. But that was also how long ago? I know. Is Tom's arm? Uh, that's a good that question. Good. That's what that, that that's going to be the question, but I still think that. Right now, nothing looks like it's changed. Look look at what Peyton Manning did before it all fell apart. He had the 55 uh, touchdown season. So
2: Yeah, but Tom Brady at 40.
0: No quarterback's really done it at 40. That That's a part of the problem. So no quarterback's be- been married to Giselle. You know, you get, special, you get special powers. True, true. So, Fucking so eating avocado toast and but, tofu so bullshit. Put that aside and let's assume that, that he has another healthy season. If he does... I think that that's where Brandon Cooks is going to thrive because they're going to give him, you know, two or three shots. And the other thing is that the the Bill Belichick and the Patriots never take their foot off the gas. It's not like, oh my God, we're up thirty-five uh, to, to seven on you. But we can't score any more points. No, we'll, we'll put up fifty burger on you.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I think that's it for Brandon Cooks. Let's go a guy above Brandon Cooks. That's what I was trying to tell you, D-Rex. Alan Robinson, (laughs) who, who we sort of skipped over. So Alan Robinson has some scare tactics to him. Because today, Blake Bortles was... Pretty much benched for the preseason game here in week three. Because he sucks. That means you're looking at maybe Chad Henne to begin the regular season. They don't have any other great options at quarterback that stand out and say, this is a guy who can at least get Allen Robinson the ball. So that's a little bit worrisome. Deep passer, uh, you know, who is Chad Henny now? We haven't seen him for an extended period in, what, two, three years. But even when he was. You know, playing for the Dolphins, it's not like a guy who wanted to chuck it. They were a guy; he was a game manager. Yeah. Like, how is all this helping Allen Robinson? It's not.
0: Well, I'll tell you how it's helping Allen Robinson. Have you guys been watching in the preseason the of, all the clips of, of the throws where he's wide open and Blake Bortles doesn't really have anyone around him, and he throws the ball three yards short, and Allen Robinson's just standing there going, "Like, come on, this is the shit I got to deal with." He so thought, he thought. That, like, can, we, thought that can we can change. we can we bring back David Garrard? Can we bring back Mark Brunel? Put, they gotta do. They gotta either one of them could do better. Oh my God! It was, it was. As you guys know, I've said this many times.
1: Had Robinson on my team. He's a keeper. Well, I I, I stopped watching him. I benched him the last six weeks. I think uh, he had one good week against a good matchup. I'm pretty sure I played him, but it was just watching the games with with Bor-Bortles playing the ball. You, it was just maddening.
0: It was amazing it. how he had that season. He did the year before.
1: Yeah, it, it, he had sold the soul of the devil or something for that one. Portals. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I went cooks over uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I know a the, I,
0: I, have, I have cooks ahead of Allen Robinson in my tiers. Do you? Yeah. I,
1: I. I'm going to. I did. Um, do you? Do you, um, Stags? You got you took him in your buddies league. All right, now are you, you got a little drafters remorse? I took him in the fourth round though. You took him over to Terrell Pryor right now. If you had the draft right now and you knew this information, are you going Pryor over? You're taking Pryor instead.
2: No, okay. still going Allen Robinson.
0: Cool, uh, but, but I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, but that's the other thing that, that that's always great about uh, the NFL, and, and one of the things that it's not like baseball at all, especially with fantasy. There is ebbs and flows, and I love, uh, you know, looking at the guys that are coming off of down years, especially when they're young and they have immense talent because. Uh, they had that up. Now they had that down. They're going to have that back up if they're if they're worth their weight in salt. And you don't have to pay uh, the high draft uh, grade for it. So the beautiful thing
1: with Robinson, I mean, unless they they're not going to franchise him because the wide receiver position is just too expensive at that. I think, um, and they've got some wide receivers that they've already given some money to. But best thing for Robinson, his talent is known entity. He's gone after this season he's out of there uh, but the thing you just said with baseball and, and metrics and all that that was something that uh, uh, Christopher Harris who I had on uh, a podcast uh, last week I did a, uh, my draft strategy on Friday and then I had a nice 45 minute interview with him from Harris football and that was one of the things he was saying it's just like this is a baseball in baseball you can you just kind of know what's gonna happen by you know if the guys played more than three years you just kind of know what they are and in fantasy football they're not as far as beer drinking goes, you know what I am, Bell Verdes. But actually, the credit was totally held low for my first wife, you know? She
3: was the inspiration. <laughs> hey, Chewbacca, take
4: it easy, will
3: you? In fact, you look like my first wife, only she had more hair.
1: <laughs> Chewbacca. Uh, quickly, I'm just going to let you guys know I'm drinking Finch Beer Company out of Chicago. They shut down for a while. They're back together. I'm drinking plumage, uh, Indian pale ale. It's a fucking probably the dopest can I've seen in a while, design wise. Love it. So keep it up. It looks it's very
0: happy '70s. Uh, yeah. uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm looking at a Firebird. Yeah, you are. It's, it's, it's,
2: I feel like I'm looking at some plumage where there's like a, a mushroom tip on top.
1: It's, it's definitely trippy. It's happy. <laughs> it's happy and trippy. I think that's why I like it, and it's got that. It's that frosty, thick, unfiltered IPA that I like. What do you got,
0: Houdini? Well, I'm drinking from the uh, 21st Amendment Brewery, uh, Brew Free or Die IPA, uh, which has a lovely picture of Mount Rushmore, and no, President Trump, you are not going to take down Mount Rushmore.
1: I think we should put me up there. What do you guys think out there? Um, no. Yes, we're on drugs. We love it. How much hair, how much would it cost to make his hair? Oh my God. How would you do that with with uh, within? Rock. You could use no. You could Do like, you have like, to bland. dye the rock? <laughs> no, you could probably because he wouldn't let him just do white hair.
0: You'd plant. You'd have to plant have some like, strawberries they, they could like blow in the wind. Yeah, like, they'd have to paint it. put like weed up top. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're <laughs>
1: talking. I, my new nickname for uh, this guy. I'm not, we're not mentioning names. We're not mentioning names. Is um, a a Trump work? Uh, I guess we are. A Trump work orange. <laughs> uh, for all you refer all you people that know that book and/or the movie, uh, it's he is crazier than. Unfortunately, any, he's, he's not. Our,
0: uh, unfortunately, he's not our humble narrator.
1: Good God! All right, let's move on. Sorry, we got to do that, but the shit last night in Phoenix was bonkers. Cuckoo oh. for cocoa puffs. Um, let's go on to we we bumped Brandon Cooks was next. Now we're gonna go to number fifteen. Probably because I have him so high, but um, where he's in this tier. But the second to last guy in tier four, Martavis Bryant, looking good. Looking good in the uh, preseason, had a nice, uh, nice catch. He the did fumble, pro- you fumbled on a reverse. The only problem is he didn't really play with the starters.
2: Like, he was playing out there deep into the third and fourth quarter. They're trying
1: to get this guy some work.
2: Because yeah, he's missed a lot of it. Yeah, last so, game was
1: 2015 before yeah, that one. Yeah,
2: like, they're, they're, that's a major, major question mark. Like, he's sort of rusty. The thing is, like, that ADP is surging. Like... What comes the point that you're not comfortable? Because you, you've got him 14, I mean, we've got him, what, 15, 16, 17, 18 in that range. So you got him between 14 and 18. What becomes uncomfortable? Are you comfortable going on Martavis in the third round? Because I don't think I am. I don't like anybody in the third round. But Martavis
5: especially.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree this, with that. This is one of those ones where I look at him as, because he's so boom or bust. And, but... The boom was so big, boom! Back when he last played, you know, and Roethlisberger does love to throw the ball deep. Uh, Antonio Brown is going to get most of the targets, but Antonio Brown also gets, draws over that coverage, and that creates you put Bryant in a one on one, and he's beating the guy by a yard and a half after the first five five yards. Roethlisberger's going to chuck it to him. And think about if you're doing what you're doing, like even if it was, even if, I, if what I said before, even if he wants to freeze him out. You can't deny broken covers of wearing a game plan. And
1: they can freeze them out in game plan, which I love. I like this. I hope that in certain games you're going to find that Bryant's not going to start out hot. He's not going to get too many targets. They're going to be doing the Antonio thing. They're going to be do- doing the, uh, the Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. And then all of a sudden, defense is like, all right, we got it. And then it's just like, what's up? Let's throw, let's do a nice little post route deep to Martavis. And we know it. He's on rails. The alien catches it, and it's just like, oh, that's right. They got this sick fucking talent that we couldn't consider because they got two of the sickest talents at the other spots as well. It's a it's a, a, a riches of talent.
2: So so right now, Martavis is going as wide receiver, twenty sixth in the fifth round, wide uh, player overall fifty seventh. At that point, I'm real comfortable with it but there's drafts where he goes higher. He's one of those names that people either like or love or they one of those guys they got to have. So so that's when it becomes tough. Like you have to maybe have to be willing to pay a price. Uh, but at wide receiver 6 or 26, it's pretty easy to see how he,
0: you know, shows you that value. Yeah, the problem is, is that when when you see people's average ADP, you got to remember this is all experts looking at where we think that these people should go. But when players like... Or
1: based on... No, it's... Or really it's based, it's based on... on like drafts. drafts. Ma- mock oh, okay. drafts Or well, now, after last week, real
0: drafts. I just always find that if it's based on mock drafts or even real drafts, there's just so many leagues out there that are just... You can't put basis into what their drafts are to begin with. Know your league. Everyone's got
4: different right. rules.
0: I know we're in, we're in
1: a big and, high reward, big bonus. And any
0: of, any of you that are worth your weight and salt that have been playing, if you've been playing for more than five to ten years... You're in the league with the same players year over year. No, who okay? are these guys like? And so there are the situations that you get into where you just know. I mean, I know. I want Martavis Bryant. I know that I don't have to pay second-round price for him, but I know that I'm going to have to pay a third-round price if I'm going to want to get him in my league. You know, and There's no way he's going to the fifth
1: round. And that's one of the things I said on that uh, D-Rex draft strategy show that I did on Friday Is so the fact that I, if you're at the end or the beginning of you know a snake draft, and you know that you got if, whether whether it's a fourteen, a ten, or a ten or a twelve man league, and you know that, or you feel in your heart that he's not coming back, and you covet it That's where you know Stags is talking. You got to reach. You got to go get the guy you want. And I don't feel comfortable doing that in the third, but in the fourth, I do because that's like yeah.
2: But if you're at the end of the third.
1: Fourth, that's the same fucking pick. But I'm but I'm not but I'm not happy to do it there. I'm, okay. more, I'm talking more of the fourth round. I I did it in the middle fourth. of the fourth. fourth round. Third round, I, I still think it's. I mean, I don't know who who knows. Who knows? I, I I didn't have to. I had taken Kelsey in the one league that we did for Blog Talk mm-hmm. Radio League in the with the third pick and was praying that uh, Kelsey or uh, what's his Ryan. name got back to me. And then I did it and I took him. But that's you know it's. it's, it's Six, four picks away from one another. So do it. Get the guys you like. He could blow. He could be smoking weed right now and be out of the league forever. Um, it's just the price you pay. But uh, he's just so electric. Let's go on to let's, the next. Let's yep.
0: quickly cover the next guy and and uh, the last guy in this tier that we have. And then we'll, we'll yeah, go so, to yeah. Uh, so Michael Crabtree. We kind of talked touched on him earlier as a reason why I I feel that you're not going to be able to. Immediately at this point in time, vault Amari Cooper uh, to that to that extreme level. Um, so, and and look, it's 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 the dual-edged sword. And now uh, you have experience. These guys have been playing with each other for what now three three years uh, of Amari Cooper, uh, two years, in, two years. We're going into their third year yes. uh, uh, with Derek Carr and and Crabtree and Cooper. So that part of that offense is solidified and. Crabtree, I, I just hope what we saw last year with all those uncharacteristic drops is, is gone. And he goes back to being the sure-handed, basically, Lester like, like stick-em. Uh, what was the guy on, uh, on the Raiders that like, covered himself? Uh, uh, Lester Haynes. Lester Haynes. <laughs> He's a, the
1: modern day Lester Haynes is off the stick us let's, let's say this. The two years they've been together... Crabtree has outscored Amari uh, yeah, Cooper in both both years. Out-targeted him, out-touched down. Everything. And yet, just because they're one guys, uh you know, jam- a multiple-time champion, uh, a high draft pick, and, and actually, so was Cooper, but he was uh, early in his career over at the 49ers. Did Crabtree, you guys see yeah. that that ankle breaker on the move that uh, Cooper did? Was that last night? Is that what, Crabtree? Crabtree, sorry. Crabtree had one of those Allen Iverson I don't know whether it's just the motion but he did wanna, He did a move on the D-back I think last night is when they played maybe it was two nights ago um, just it was an Iverson crossover but That's
0: the benefit that he gets him. though He's because good He's really good and he was, he was a high draft pick for the 49ers but he kind of fizzled and then he had a rebirth like in year 5 Yeah. Um, you know Amari Amar Cooper is the guy who's still going to get the because top... Because of Alex Smith. Right, but, and Amari Cooper is the guy who's going to get the top coverage because of the new phenomenon, this and the other thing. So Crabtree just devours the guy on the other side of the field. Yeah, he's, he's
1: cars uh, drop off his safety valve. Carl The thing. Okay,
2: who do you think leads the Raiders and targets this year? Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree? I still say it's Crabtree. I kind of still think it's Crabtree. Then you should probably draft Crabtree over Cooper. I, I think Cooper's going to take that step to where he's going to out-target Crabtree. In and tar- in his sort of yards per catch in the 10 or 11 range, you know, I think that's maybe where Amari Cooper's going to be able to do a little bit more work and not just all vertically down the field. I, I hope I, so. I hope so, too. I, I, it's the only way Derek Carr is going to be better. If you guys love Derek Carr, like agree. Amari Cooper has to be the guy bringing it there because it's not Crabtree who's going to increase his
1: efficiency. Oh, I, I agree. Crabtree, we know what Crabtree is. He is just... I'm not thinking Crabtree is going to outdo what he's done, but I also don't think he's going to become something he's not. It hasn't been there. Uh, so I, I, I agree with that. But, yeah, we'll see. That team, there's a lot to... There's a, That's one of the reasons why I like... Car so much is because the upside of a Cooper and knowing what Crabtree can can bring. But again, Crabtree for me, he's not really going to be on many of my teams either. Just because even when he's getting drafted, not much later, it's a little bit like I, there's other guys I like, and that's kind of seems to be where he's going is where I'm dipping into the tight and end. And real, the end, real, end round, the
0: real quick, too, this is kind of where you get into a, a, a no man's land amongst receivers. So. Uh, you know, these next bats that we're gonna end up talking about is kind of where it's like where you get to that pick in your draft and maybe like a third or fourth round pick and you're like, this is what I gotta choose from.
1: Yeah. And the difference isn't isn't too distinguished. So before we get into the next tier, tier five for our wide receivers, uh do us a favor, help us keep the lights on, and listen to our sponsors.
2: And that training.
1: Thank you very much. Uh you know, we're playing with trains over here. Trains, planes, and fantasy football. That's not pillows. Um those okay. aren't two pillows. <laughs> I went I went more into like, I don't know, when a stranger calls or something or like silence of the lambs. <laughs> um tier five, this is wide receiver seventeen, Demarius Thomas. Hated
2: it. I, th- I think we gotta move Demarius up into the other tier with my when we talk about other names I think there's a clear Like I, I said this all off season. Like what's the difference between wide receiver 18 and wide receiver 34 Because it's not much It's how they score points Some are the slow and steady guys And some are the boom bust guys But there's literally not many points At all separating those right. guys But I think Demarius Thomas Just has that floor Like we saw his floor last year He's gonna get ten targets a game, he's gonna catch five or six balls, he's gonna end up near you know ninety to a hundred catches for you know a thousand fifty-ish to eleven hundred yards and five or six touchdowns. Like that's his floor. Now if Trevor Simeon, with a year of starting experience and now taking down Paxton Lynch in a quarterback controversy yet again, can establish himself a little bit more You know, that's only good things for Demarius Thomas. They literally funnel their targets through DeMarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Like, you don't have to worry about their running backs. You don't have to worry about the tight ends. You don't have to worry about the third wide receiver. This guy, you just know what you're going to get. So if you ended up with, you know, if you wanted to go Demarius in the third and wrap around with Martavis to give yourself some protection, you could do that. Or if you went with one of those boom-bust guys, if you want to go Sammy Watkins in the next round, maybe you pair him with Demarius. And that just gives you that sort of buffer.
0: I agree. Demarius, I think, has kind of fallen back into realistic realm of where he should be. You know, He is not to be drafted like he was uh, You know, going into last year. Still at the uh, in the early to middle of the second round. Um, he's more of that end of third, early fourth round uh, type of a pick. And the scary thing though for me with him is that Paxton Lynch can't beat out Trevor Simeon. Dude, Paxton Lynch sucks. I've been yeah, you that. That, that I dude, know, but, but dude that's, sucks. That's horrible news for uh, you know. You I think for, Trevor for Simeon No, I
2: think Trevor Simeon is a better quarterback for a wide receiver. Like he's gonna get on the ball. The coaching staff they're gonna run bubble screens, like he's gonna get it out quick and play to Demarious strengths. Paxton Lynch is a guy who's going to do it with his athleticism, uh, you know, run a little bit, and
0: maybe take deep shots. But how That's good of a quarterback is Trevor Simeon? All I'm saying is this. When I look and I'm the, looking the at it, let's look at it <laughs> from this year in a dynasty value. There's not a lot of value for Demarius Thomas because there's no stability or, or very good quarterback there. Not even a very good quarterback. Not a great quarterback. Not even a very good quarterback. Not even a good quarterback. A A, a manageable quarterback is what he's got right now.
1: Tamarius is a guy I will not have on any of my teams. I had him on my teams when he had good situations, and he's still kind of underwhelmed. I guess three years ago, he was top five. I think he finished six or so. Um, But I, I just feel like he's another guy that, at this point in his career, he's a champion. He's made a shite load of money. He's just, I'm really not sure, that hungry... To really put everything on the line, to be just uh, really do it. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because he's a really nice guy. He's a good. He's a good dude. He's a great player. He's got all the the, the athleticism and whatnot. Hopefully, the fact that uh, Obama pardoned his uh, mom and she's going to be at all the games will inspire him to uh, do better than he he did last year, When he finished what 18th. Um, and that's 16 games, which I like that about him. You're gonna get 16 games out of Demarius Thomas, but I don't know. Um, I just, I just don't. I just know he won't be on any of my teams. I mean, yeah.
0: I'm, not, I'm not really I, high
1: I high just, on the Broncos.
0: Ever, yeah, ever since Peyton and that whole glory of that left, is, the three is gone. <laughs> like he's a solid wide receiver too. I don't really have much else to say. Let's move on to the
1: next guy. I agree. Okay, let's go to Alshon Jeffrey. Is the 18th. At tier five. Mike, I feel much better about Demarius Thomas than I do Alshon Jeff. Oh my See, god, I, I like, so disagree with I you. I disagree with you completely. So disagree. Like, with you. And I, you know how much I hate Alshon. I like Alshon so much more than Demarius Thomas. Now, if he gets hurt, he sucks. Oh, but right. if he plays, he's
0: much better. He's on a one year contract. You gotta fucking play. So, he's he's gonna
2: gonna so get... when was the last time Alshon was ever better than Demarius Thomas? It, that's In a that's fantasy football
0: what no. not, that's not what. That's not the question. This year. Okay. Okay? This year. Okay? (laughs) That's the answer. The answer is this. Jordan Matthews is gone. Okay? Okay? Elshon Jeffrey has everything cleared Uh, for him to be the man for Carson Wentz. Elshon Jeffrey has got to put up. He's he's trying to get this contract. He's... he's, It's... To me, you look at the games. The games that Elshon's had. The higher-end games. He can put up some monster games. And if he's going to get the heavy targets... Who's got a better chance? How many games is, is Alshon going to have over 100 yards? I, I'll, I'll even grant you, what's, uh, Damaris may end up with more total yards. Actually, I don't even think he will. Uh, Alshon's going to end up with like 1,300 yards. It's, oh, my it, You, you yeah. need to draft Alshon much higher then. Well, here's
1: the I just the highest of so
0: anybody. The, is nobody,
1: here's so say. I'm, in, I'm in your boat on the Alshon thing. You know I hate him. I'm happy he's gone from the Bears. I don't think he's a hard worker. But I do think he's a hard worker when he's got to prove himself. I didn't think he had to prove himself on the Bears on that franchise tag. This year, he's took a chance on himself. I think he's working hard to get that big deal. Now, if he's injured, throw it off, which is highly likely. Throw it all to the wind. But, uh, and you're right, the two seasons that Alshon did have great seasons where he was a top 12 guy, Demarius was two and four. I get it. Okay, so those are those huge seasons of, of, of Manning. But he's much younger, not maybe much, a few years younger, and I think he's got more to prove. So, and I like his quarterback much more. Although I know what you're going to say. Everyone, everybody's thrown out there. He's the next Blake Bortles. Is is Went? A lot of people fucking think Went sucks, including. Does Waz think he sucks Or does he love him Which one is he mm, I don't know um, But tons of people Hate Wentz And think he sucks Wentz I, I like, is okay I like He's I fine. like his situation And I fully Just because I have Had Demarius Not in his Amazing years I've had him in other years Over the past few years I just I just like Alshon This year I'm, I'm definitely I would take an Alshon Any day over Demarius That's why it's beautiful I, That we don't agree Um that we're, we're not trying to tote the company line here. What's your what's your is your reason well, for not liking Alshon? What is it? Forget about the p- previous stats. Think about their situation. Previous now. stats
2: are the only thing that are, are predictors of you know future success. But like, oh,
1: but go by sixteen games, sixteen games, sixteen games, sixteen situations, games. What, what? Current
2: situation. Yeah, may, maybe they have the same yardage total. Like maybe he gets the same. Amount of receptions, but he's never had 90 receptions in his career. Even his best years with, you know, Jake Cutler, he never had 90 receptions.
0: 80, and, he had 89. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Mar- I don't think <laughs> Stag Party not, 85. 85. How, how many
2: seasons does Marius have with
0: 90? Uh, catches. I mean, probably the last... But that's not the point. The point is also that Demarius has caught a bubble screen. Demarius has not
2: caught a bubble screen in the last two seasons because they took it out of the fucking offense and now it's back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true.
0: Yes. They've thrown him screens. I just watched him You want to not call it a bubble screen, they've thrown him the the two yard out. They did not run screens (laughs) for (laughs) Demarius Thomas in
2: the last
1: couple years. They took it out of the offense. I'm going to let... Hold you're wrong. No. Because I beat I beat a guy that had Demarius Thomas in the championship two years ago, and I watched him get three bubble screens, and I was like, in the in the second half, like, oh my god, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. And then Demarius, thank God, dropped a, a, a ball that would have won the championship for the other guy. Dropped the ball in the like, fully. Two years ago, I'm not going to call last year. Two years ago, three bubble screens. If you want, if, if you don't want to call them bubble, and I agree with Houdini, if they're one yard across the the quick screens, the, stop they, routes, whatever they, you want to call, throwing it to him.
0: Can I I say something? The last two years, Demarius, 12 yards per catch and 12.4 yards per catch. You want to listen to Elshon the last two years? Uh, Last year, 15.8, the year before, 14.9. That's the difference. He doesn't need to get 95 catches. He can do it in 80 catches. What Damarius is going to do in 95. The other thing is that I want the guy, I don't need the slow and steady guy who's going to get me 90 yards every week. I want the guy who's going to get me. Uh, he can give me a, a hamburger of nothing, but then he can give me 150 and <laughs> 200
2: pounds. what has Elshon Jeffrey been suffering with this preseason? Oh
0: he's used soft up. tissue injuries, right? Always. Well that's he's always always. He's always. Okay, so and he's he already suffering with an injury and right, already gonna, missed but two weeks of camp. Through with Rico Carson. he wants
1: to get paid. No, I agree. You're both right. <laughs> I'm just saying, at the end of the day, I'm I'm gonna right. have
2: zero shares of Alshon Jeffrey like you'll have zero shares of Demarius. Fair enough. But and Alshon, Alshon Jeffery,
1: Jeffery is gonna go a later. He goes four picks later. Okay. In in the draft, Simon in Bears drafts, okay. he goes Bears later. Drafts. <laughs>
4: Why
1: don't you call me some time when you have no class? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Steak party. I love when you get all feisty and fired up. But obviously, the uh, Demarius and Alshon is something that keeps continually get rocking the boat here at Pyro. So it'll be fun and interesting to see where that one goes. Um, Terrell Pryor. I is- liked it better when you guys all hated Alshon. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Hates he the was the a bear. I hate the guy more. Than he was anybody. a bear. But he <laughs> wants to get paid. Yeah. Why didn't he want to get paid last year
0: with the Chicago Bears? Because he was, he was, so he was like,
1: making 19 million dollars.
0: Yeah, but he didn't have a contract this year. But he he didn't want to be with the Bears. Bears. Oh, so, cause look, because they, 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 they was he franchise tag? Yeah. So he got, got the franchise tag right, and now then he went, 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 when he went out, he didn't get the offer that he wanted for the big money. So he's putting the money on himself to play this year. This is the. He should have just done it last year, like that. Well, but he, well, he's a, it could be a dumbass move, but he's put all the pressure on himself to say this is the year I'm going to play all 16 games.
1: And I'm betting on me, but he is already hurt, which sucks. But the one thing that I read is that Minnesota gave him a, a pretty serviceable contract. He was just like, "Fuck, I'm not going to do this." Like he should have just taken that money because oh, he's going to get an injury.
2: Like it's not going to be.
1: It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. With sixty, how much? Sixty.
2: What? Yeah, I know it's pretty good. That's pretty fucking. The only, good. The, the only thing that you matters is worth, guaranteed money, right?
0: You think he's worth that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you think he's a wide receiver too, like. But See, but that's also just paying him what he's getting paid right now with that franchise tag. He's signed like, what he? he's signed. Like, well, it's is not we, a franchise. Well, oh, no, but is it a fourteen point eight or something he signed for this year? No, season? like ten.
1: It was yeah, 10. eleven or something. Ten or eleven. He, so, he's, he, so this is a, that's, that's a
0: bigger. It's an even bigger
1: bet on himself. He did then. the same thing Terrell Pryor did, but Terrell Pryor, I've got a lot more faith. In I it do too. So we'll let's talk about Terrell Pryor. Let's go. Uh, I love Terrell Pryor this year. I love him too. He's probably my second or third favorite wide receiver in the league. But the one thing I do. Keep seeing, reading, thinking, and you know I, I'm a cousins guy through and through. He'll be my quarterback probably on every team again this year. I just love what he's got. But his targets last year, Pryor got a shite load of targets and was just like the only the only thing in town. It's it. Those are coming down.
0: Yeah, but it was a shite load of targets
1: on a shite team. I know, but they, he's got a lot of. So guys he got
2: 141 out. targets, but. How many of those were accurate That's targets that he actually had a chance to catch? That's fine. I, I love 106. 107. I want prior, but I think c- those targets 000? are coming down big time. How many of how many how, you have? 107, 107 were like, actual catchable. He got 77 of those. So even if his targets come down in the 120 range, which is a, a fair projection, like he has that ability. To catch 75 to 80 passes. Mm-hmm. And then we know he's sort of got that vertical threat. In addition to what he can sort of do on the possession side of it. And that touchdown rate. You know, he had four touchdowns last year. It should be much more towards league average. Maybe he's a six or a seven touchdown guy. The yeah. problem is. Terrell Pryor is the pick behind Marius Thomas. And ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. So... Which of the three do you want the most?
0: Like, do you want Pryor more than Alshon and... You know what? To, to me, I, I, I want Al, I, I have Alshon higher because I also believe in his touchdown potential. And I think that's kind of where I think he's going to see some, a lot of action too with Philadelphia is that they'll use his height and his ability to jump up uh, and, and go in the end zone there. Uh, that's the advantage for him. I think, for me, second is Terrell Pryor uh, because I think Pryor... Uh, has the ability to do all those different things and you can use them in so many different ways and now that you don't have a Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon in that offense you're, you're going to be counting on him to again kind of be like that heavy lifter like he was uh, in, in Cleveland because even though as much as I like Jamison Crowder who we're going to talk about later I don't know that Jamison Crowder is that guy who's going to be a hundred and he was a, he was a hundred target guy last year is he going to be is he going to be a hundred and thirty target guy I, I don't really see that happening
1: for me, I—I I mean, I've only got Terrell one pick higher than Alshon, but the more and more that it marinates, and again, my only worry about him is the targets coming down from last year. I think, you know, one there's—I I get excited by journalism and, and great read, great articles and reading stories and getting um, interested in players and their the the human condition. And there was a great article posted last. I tweeted it. Uh, on Bleacher Report um, last week, and it's a whole story about how he was out of the league for two years after winning his first four games with the Raiders, and how this, he never wanted to change to be a wide receiver, and was asked by everyone, even when he, he before he got drafted, "Hey, will you change?" Like, "Nope, I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback." And just the whole transformation, of how hard this guy's working, and how, and I think he's betting on himself. Alshon Jeffrey is loaded. He's made a shitload of money. He's got to probably have $40-$50 million in the bank. No,
0: there's a difference between these two guys. Pryor
1: has got no dough in the bank. No dough in the bank. He is betting on himself. He needs that $60 million contract like nobody's business. And he's just athletically, many people say it, even Gruden, he's athletically top five athlete in the league.
0: But that's the other thing. He wanted to be a quarterback so bad that he took no money but was such an athlete today able to turn himself into one of the better wide receivers in the league but that's all through hard work yeah. and natural ability everything that you see from Alshon Jeffrey, for the most part has been natural ability okay, and,
1: and i've said the quote here i'm not going to say where my sources are but they're legit in chicago alshon has said to a friend of mine that i'm in a fantasy football league with work i don't need to do it this is god given that is a quote alshon jeffrey said that to my Oh, I don't know how to work. This is God-given. I think he doesn't feel that right now. And no. I hope he hasn't felt that since he signed that one-year contract. But it is a, it's a—it's an insight into Alshon's mentality. It's like, as long as I'm skinny and I can run fast, everything's going to be good. Uh, anyway, we don't need to make it about him or her. Her being Alshon. Um, but I'd love oh, i love... I thought
0: r- you were talking about Terry Glenn.
1: <laughs> I love a was- she. I love, I love Pryor betting on himself and going and getting it. Um, and, and the thing with Stag Party is, is made very clear, and I agree. Getting after the ball, red zone targets. He's the best red zone player on a team that I think can pile it in the red zone. Let's go to Jarvis Landry, and he is going to be 20. Uh, wide receiver in tier 5. Let's burn through these guys a little bit so that we can get deeper on in there. It's always nope. hard for us to do. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I'm not going to say a word on him. I'm, I, I, I bet you I'm the lowest on him. Maybe not. No, Stags is. I worry
2: that Jay Cutler can't support a high volume slot receiver. Like his best slot receiver ever in his career is Eddie Royal. He's never really latched onto a guy Uh-oh. like that. The guy he likes to latch on to is the guys on the outside, the big, fast guys, where he can fuck it and chuck it. And I'm sure that's a, a exact Jay Cutler quote. Um, he, it was he's more here, a Rex
1: Grossman quote, but it carried on to future. It's Bears never Bears. left. It's never left. <laughs> it never
2: left. Uh,
1: From number eight to number six in the Chicago so, Bears back. I just worry
2: about the overall targets. Maybe they go a little bit more to Devontae Parker with the changing quarterback. Uh, and that, that's my major concern.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I just think that Jarvis Landry is used in so many ways. And you talk about it also, like, just a guy who just, he has good God-given talent, but just a guy who works hard. That guy, just he works his butt off all the time. It's just, you watch him play. He plays so hard, so fast all the time. It's because he's slow and... Not that great athletically, so he has to
2: make up for it so, in the
0: Wes Welker way. But he but he does a damn good job of it. So the the, the one thing that I'll I'll say is that with with Cutler, I agree with you. It, the slot receiver is not the guy that he likes to throw to, but you can still use Landry in a multitude of ways where you're using him in those uh, you know tw- ten to twelve yard slant type patterns and things where or stop routes and things that Jay actually does like and you're going to find a way to use them and that's the one thing that you just have to have faith in. in uh, Gates as the, uh, as the head coach and offensive coordinator He's going to put the guys in the right position. But I do think as I have him where I have him that he's going to be coming down in my next tiers by probably about like four or five receivers. You just asked me to have faith in Jay Cutler, so fuck you. And talk about a guy I told you to have faith in Adam Gates. I did not tell you to have faith in Jay Cutler. Outside, outside No, no, it's not the same thing. Outside of
1: PPR, I think that he's un, un he's on excitable. He's never had more than five TDs in his in his career, and he's ne- he's just he's never really gonna break that ceiling of twelve hundred yards. He's a he's a PPR benefiter. And other than that, he's gonna he's gonna leave you uh, pretty frustrated. Let's move on. Wanting, another, wanting, wanting. Um, wanting.
0: Let's King go. On, he's another, another frustrating
1: guy. Let's go quick on this so, guy. He's I'm, so uh, overrated. I'm, yeah, warming, the up. It,
0: so I'm you, warming up. Yeah, you're warming up. I, I'm at 27 of
1: them. I mean, let's see,
2: Mike Williams question mark potentially for the whole season at least the first six weeks of the season mm-hmm. like something like October but guys coming back from back injuries you know aren't notoriously quick starters and rookie, and rookie on top of that so Keenan Allen's just been the guy for Philip Rivers whenever healthy now that there's not everyone vying for targets now that there's some more there I could see more going Keenan Allen's way. He, you know, he's had his best season was his rookie, or they used him a little bit more downfield. Maybe now that they have Antonio Gates over the center, that they can use him a little bit more downfield. Tyrell, you know, they're not sold on Tyrell for some reason, even despite the greatest season, uh, the great season he had last year. They're looking for reasons to replace this guy. They're playing Don Charles Inman. Well, look, in, More in, snaps
0: in, ahead of him in the preseason. Inman showed pretty well in yeah, the end of last, year, last season, too. Good body. You know, or it may be that they just know what they have in Tyrell Williams and they're not worrying about what a situation. I think what's interesting, I think I figured out uh, as I was looking at these numbers where Stacks has these players and I say where you're warming up, I think that this is your tier of... Undraftable injured fucks where you have Elshon, you have, you have, uh, I probably don't have Elshon, you have (laughs) Keenan Allen at at, at 19, you have Sammy Watkins at 20, and you have Elshon Jeffrey at 21. Just here's one question I'll
1: have if you're warming up to him and you liked you, I we know you like Sammy, we'll get to him in a minute, and you like Demarius Thomas. If you do, if you go early on running backs in drafts. And your wide first three wide receivers are Marius Thomas, Sammy Watkins, and a and a and a Allen, and get those guys in your team, which is possible in some some ways. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a bad season for you because there's too many guys. I'm not saying if you took out Watson and threw in Alshon in his place, it's any different. But there's too many guys that are likely going to fucking get injured. And I'm not. It, Demarius isn't that guy.
0: And I, you would I love like to have brother. three of the top twenty wide receivers. So I don't like. Well, I don't. Like I know what you're saying. I know what you're but. saying. So let's say that you're going to get stuck with two of those guys, and they're going to be your top two. So now you now you don't even have that third one to even have as your third. You get. I'm just saying. If those guys, there's a lot of. You, like, and your third is Jeremy Macklin. There's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> How about issues? that? Your third is Jeremy Macklin. What?
1: Give me one solid... What would you rather? <laughs> give me a Baldwin or Amari Cooper. Give, give me somewhere in there that you know that they're going to do the whole deal. Sure.
2: Like, that's all roster construction. Like, that's a, up for a different debate than where having them ranked. Like, oh, let me
1: debate that.
2: Uh, like, sure, I could see not having them all on the same team. Mm-hmm. But Demarius is the guy who's going to play 16 games... You know, if you think Alshon's going to be out there every game, why can't I think Keenan Allen's going to be healthy?
0: Because it's just as
2: ridiculous
0: on both sides. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the point. I know Keenan (laughs) Allen's not going to get fucking busted for PEDs. The thing for me with Keenan Allen is this I'm not as high on Keenan Allen as I am on Alshon Jeffery. You're right. It's it's hypocritical to say that one is different than the other. You're taking it from both sides. The point is for Keenan Allen is that there's more competition around, even though that Mike Williams is, is not there. If this is still a rookie. You know, was he going to step in and, and be a 1,000-yard receiver? Probably not, but he would have gotten some targets, and he's going to get targets once he comes in. I'm going to assume that Keenan Allen can stay healthy. I just think that now with the Melvin Gordon, they, they have reestablished their, their running attack. Phillip Rivers has Hunter Henry now to supplement along still with Antonio Gates, who's out there. You do have Dontrell Inman, Tyrell Williams, and you do have these other players out there. So I just think that there's enough competition out there. And Philip Rivers is a quarterback who's not going to say, I'm only throwing it to you. I'm going to throw it to the person who's open. Without Mike Williams, there is not a single weapon that is different
2: than week one of last season. Right? Like nothing else has changed
0: for yeah, him. except that,
1: so that now, now, that you, know, now you know now you know you
0: have an Inman and, and Williams that you didn't know at week one of last year. Last year, what was it? Was it Benjamin? We, You're yeah, we, we, yeah. excited about Benjamin. So right. We didn't learn about Tyrell Williams as far as what they knew they had it until about week five. Here's here's what I'll say. I, I go back to,
1: who knows? Keenan Allen's a great player, steady. If he can stay healthy, of course. But he's another guy that's getting drafted, still in that third round. Where when he gets picked, it's like oh, there's overall just player forty-one, wide receiver seventeen. So what? what, what, what forty-one, sorry. so in the twelve team. First, first, first pick of the fourth round. The fourth round. I feel like in I third feel pick. like even in the X's fourteen team. I feel like he's getting drafted a little before that. The he league goes league. in the third round. Today. Okay, third round. Third, third round. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just as a little. When I see that, I'm like. Eh. All right. I would, again, you hate the third round. It's because of guys like this. But, I
2: hate the third round, but I hate everybody in the third round. I'm gonna draft somebody. I
1: know, but it's a guy, but, but he, this guy is one of the is um, amongst a couple others. Are the but uh, the way they the yeah. poster child. I, think, I, think, I think the funny thing
0: pick. about the third round is like, and, and if somebody loves their third round pick, they might, they probably hated their second round pick. So <laughs> because because everyone has it happened. All right. Before we
1: go on to our next guy who we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, um, quickly do us a favor and listen to this. Whammy Sotkins. Uh, fifth round. He's going to be coming in at about 21, that looks like.
0: Big bucks, 22. big, bu- big yeah. bucks, big no bucks. Hammer. No
4: Sammy!
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I think overall, the move, yeah, the move the move hurts. It looks like golf's going to be a little better than uh, than than maybe we thought a few weeks ago. I think he's going to be able to get some things happening if he can stay healthy again. These a lot of the guys we're naming recently. It's just there's a lot of injury issues with him. Sandy Watkins won't be on any of my teams. I've been burned by him for two years in a row. Just not going back to the well. I don't care if he's awesome. I'm, I'll be happy for him. I just don't want to take. The, if he's not awesome. So well, the
0: other problem for me is that I, I, I don't know that when you put him with Jared Goff, you put him on this offense you can see, you can see things that maybe start looking oh wow, there's some promise. this promise is not for this year, it's going to be for next year. It, is Sammy Watkins in this offense with with Jared Goff going to be a player who's going to get uh, over 100 receptions because is he, is he, he has the ability to be that type of a player and he's been stuck in offenses that are just really not tailored to what he does best. You know, when he was with Buffalo, um, you know, whether it was Ryan Fitzpatrick or whether it was Tyrod Taylor, it's just, these were not the, the and it was not the way that the offenses were run. These are both heavy run offenses. They're not uh, open it up. Use the short passing game. and Because Sammy Watkins is basically a running back that is like a bowling ball. If you can get him the ball, on the, he's a bubble screen type guy or a guy that you can use on short slants and things like that, and just let him go. And he's huge. He's, he's he's tough to bring down. And he, if he was in a t- prototypical West Coast style type offense, or so, mean the one he's in now. Yeah, but not this one. Not <laughs> this guy. Throw right? it, it depends. On, it, it's not just the offense. It's who's leading the offense. And sure, it's not a good sight.
2: He's also now in a West Coast offense where they're going to get the ball to him quicker, which they didn't do in Buffalo. Yeah, right. He was a vertical receiver in Buffalo. yards per catch among the league leaders whenever he's been healthy. Back at Clemson, this is a guy who used to catch bubble screens and slants and quick hitters. So now you add that repertoire and then also have this deep threat ability, there's some upside there. There is risk because he is moving to a new team, you know, two weeks before the season starts. But also, this is a team that's going to be a little bit more pass-heavy with the coach who's innovative and who will use his talents. Like, this, this move wasn't... Like, if, if you want to downgrade his quarterback, the other things around it potentially make up for it.
0: You know, to me, it's more like I would rather take a chance on him where I, I don't like the redraft value out of Sammy Watkins. Where I do like the value is dynasty auction value. I think, or just if you're doing a straight auction league. I think that Sammy Watkins is one of those players who three years ago, two years ago, would have gone for $50, $50 in an auction, and I think at a $200 cap. I, I think you'd probably get him now, you'd probably steal him for like 18 bucks, $17.
1: I think he'll fall because of the Rams in drafts. Um, that, that that you're in uh, with people, I think he'll fall a little bit. Whether it's ADP, I don't really care about. It. I just think people are like new offense injury Rams worst uh, one of the worst offenses. I think he'll fall even in in redraft. But I, I know that uh, so this year he is around in the sixth round, which fifth, could happen. In
2: smaller, I, would, I would love rounds, him in the fifth smaller round. That's where he's going recently over the last. You know, four
1: days. He's going in the fifth round.
0: And
2: that's
1: so. So so there's there's some nice times. The one thing that I know Stags and some of the other uh, some of the things that are in the draft kit. His, you know, you sent me a. a, a, I don't know whether it was via text or you, you, you mentioned me in a tweet. But just the way his first year, as injury prone as he's been how it uh, per- parallels with Julio Jones in his first years, and now when he was kind of really banged up, I guess he's always And that's him, the but, difference. though. So, so now it's back. just that fourth year or whatever, the fifth year where he can kind of take it to the next level. Matt
0: Ryan versus what he's had, though. That's the difference. in it, yep. You know, because Matt Ryan can run a legitimate offense and is a commander back there. And the other thing about him that's great is he doesn't fucking run. <laughs> I, think <laughs> so throwing, I think Goss. I think Goss is going to be all right. It's going. Goss it looked good this preseason. Yeah, man, Goss is right? going
1: to be all right, and I think McVay can, can bring the best out of him. And just anything away from the mustache and and Fisher is, is a good thing for him. Uh, let's go on to so it's like, do you want to risk on Watkins? You can get burned, but that that can happen with all the last five guys we're talking about and a number of Jarvis players.
2: Landry is the pick before him. Who would you rather have in a standard league?
1: Absolutely, Sammy Watkins. Absolutely. Um, In a PPR as well.
2: Mm, I might go Jarvis there. Close enough.
1: Yeah, I I don't like, I I hate, and and people, it it might be bad for me, but I never chase PPR wide receivers in PPR leagues. It's just not
2: what I do. Receptions are the most correlated stat year to year. So if you know a guy's a heavy catch guy, it sort of pans out.
1: Yeah, it's just not what I do. I get it. Everyone's always like, what are you, how would that work in PPR? For me, I'm always just like, don't let it overly affect what you're going to do, except for hand people, full people. And I know that Jarvis Landry is certainly one of those, but for me, it's just like,
0: I don't go chasing those perceptions It's not that you chase them. What it is is that, the, okay, I mean, it's dynasty leagues that are PPR especially, and players like Jarvis Landry, players like Jamison Crowder, players... Um, you know who are those underneath type receivers? I have I have Cole Beasley. I, they're all on my team. Yeah. Why? Because I don't have to overpay to get them in, a, in, in an auction. Where a player like Emmanuel Sanders in, in, in my 16 team league had to pay $65 for him. Okay, and I can get a Cole Beasley for off the cheap for five dollars.
1: Yeah. But I'm not ch- – Colby's is a different deal, I think, than Jarvis Landry. Put Jarvis up. Landry is in – Jarvis is Landry out, is in third, late late third, fourth, third, fourth. Jarvis Landry, even, even, even in
0: auction redraft leagues, he's not going for the, the top end. The top end wide receivers are going for $50, $60, 70 Julio going to be – you're going to pay 65 70 because it's going to be a bidding war. Two guys, how, much, how bad do you want him? And then Jarvis Landry is going to end up going for 28 For good reason. He's never had more than five touchdowns. Um, but at PPR, he, he gets you a lot of... Again, etch. I don't go
1: chasing for those cash. I know you don't, things, but no. I'm just
0: saying they come on the cheap in, in an auction league. That's okay, I like it. it. I like it. P- that's all PPR.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. And I like you in, infusing that uh, auction because that's just not... I don't know shit about it. I want to do... What we, I know we said we were
0: going to do. Here's the best quick uh, thing about auction. Everybody who, when they have their other things, are going to pay for 2 Major play for, for two players. It's a top wide receiver and it's a top running back. So all those guys go huge, and then there's just value that's left. Yeah. So even if you just say, I'm just going to go grab one of those guys, and I'm just going to save the rest, and I'm going to grab all those next-tier guys, all those other guys are going to be outspent on money, and I can outbid every single one for the guy where he should go for $40, and I'm getting him for 22 I like it, buddy. Who's the next guy? Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Um, and, then, you know, and then we've got him sitting at... 23 Wide receiver in the fifth round. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, what do you got, Stag Party?
2: Larry Fitzgerald's one of the best of all time. Like, right now they say they have two starting caliber wide receivers, and one of them is not John Brown. Jerron? Yeah, one of them is Jerron Brown. So... I think Larry's going to get a whole load of targets. Yeah. like how does Larry not catch 100 passes if he's healthy? And this guy's been a model of health in his entire career. Like he might not be that you know great 12 touchdown score he was, but he's always getting you six, seven, eight. So you know at 100 catches 1,100 or so yards and you're getting him on the cheap
0: late, there's not much to dislike. Isn't he also like the safest guy at this point? Yeah. When you're drafting a player here it's like, and you go, I got Larry Fitzgerald on the board, I'm, I know I'm not going to get the potential of... Would you rather pay the Sammy Watkins price with Jared Goff and, and hope on all the talent and everything, or would you rather at that point, if you're looking at your wide receiver three, or potentially if you spent early on, on, on quarterback's wide receiver two, wouldn't you rather have yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, who you knows, going to play sixteen weeks, is going to give you, he's going to give you, still going to give you four hundred yard games, probably. No and, brainer for me. And and, and and his floor is great.
1: He and he's doing the whole thing where he's like,
0: yeah, it might be my last year, but we
1: all know Larry's got Larry's going to play for a few more years. He's he's got that kind of work ethic, his body, he's been able to take care of himself. Um, yeah, Larry, let's move on. I just don't know if
2: he wants to turn into a shell. I think he might want to go out towards the top.
1: So that's Maybe. the only thing with Larry. Don't know, I'm, I'm going to go out on the top of a
3: valverde. Let's go while we're young.
2: So Jamison Crowder is our next receiver, wide receiver number 24 in standard ranks. Uh, the, we talked about Terrell Pryor and his relationship. Now they've got Jordan Reed back. Kirk Cousins back there slinging the rock. Do you like? Do you like? Crowder going in for cousins. Do you think he could have the most catches, the most yards, the most
0: touchdowns? How do you think he sort of stacks up with their other weapons? So I I think that it's definitely still going to be Terrell Pryor is going to be the leader in targets. You look at Jamison Crowder who had 100 targets last year. Look, you lost 214 targets in Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson, so that's going to get kind of uh, distributed. So with that, those 214. I think about 140 or so 100 at the high end. Okay, we talked about it. You're right. 125 goes to Terrell Pryor. Okay? Now you've still got 90 targets that you're left to, to distribute throughout. Jordan Reed is already a heavily targeted guy. Jamison Crowder is already in- injured, though. I know.
1: Back at back at it now. He's, he's back out. Okay, good.
0: But whatever the case is, if he's out there, if he's out there for 16 games... He then takes of that 90 another 50. Okay? If he can stay out there for 16 games. So now you've got 40. Now, is that all going to go to Crowder? No. I, I think that at the high end for Crowder from his 100 targets, you're hoping for 115, 120. That would be amazing. If you get 115, 120 targets out of him, then he becomes that potential. That's more than he had. So yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. He, hit you, he only had yeah. 100 last year. Do you think 95 or whatever? He could be
2: the 90 to 100 catch guy that they're talk about, talking about him
1: being in this offense. I think he can be yes, but I think he's more of an 80. But he could reach that if all of a sudden. But is it for, for high yardage? No, no. no I don't we know so. what no. he is for the yardage. Yeah. I think if he can catch 90, I think he's going to have the most targets in the team. I think he'll have more than prior. But I think Pryor will do more with all of those and of have a lot more of an end zone uh, presence. Uh, even though you know, what well, the other out,
0: thing about Crowder? He had eight, seven touchdowns last year. Which and is and super you got to be—they use him in different ways too. And remember when he was a rookie, he was a guy who was doing their punt returns, and so he can still come in there. And he was scoring touchdowns. I think—I think he had like—I don't know if he, what the numbers in his career. but I think he's got like four special teams touchdowns in his career. I think his—he's done. I think he's done in that role.
1: Here's the one thing I'll say: Crowder is an interesting guy. I like him. PPR, I think he's a, a benefactor, but seems like a guy that's going to play 16 games to me. Seems like a guy in this zone that I like the team, I like the offense, I like the fact that some of these people that have been removed from the situation, like a Garcon and a Jackson, uh, I think they benefit everyone, but I think they benefit him and Pryor the most. Um who knows if Doxen all of a sudden is all world? That could be troublesome, but I don't think it's happening quite yet. Uh, I like him and what I've seen, but I just don't think he's all of a sudden going to uh, affect, uh, especially Crowder. He might affect Prior a little bit more or Reed. But here's the one stat that we've got as a negative in our prior, in our uh, draft kit, which you got to pick up. This is uh, the wide receiver tab. A negative for him is only five games with more than five receptions and seven games above 50 yards. So, the this is the five for 50 that Stagg likes to mention. Is, is that change this year? Is that just last year's? But he can just have that game where you get yeah, four for leads, 40, and you're sitting there like, you can this, four this, fucking is, points. this is a real shitbag situation. Yeah, and standard leagues, you can
2: end up with those four points, and you just have to live with them. But Jameson Crowder, you know, was what? It, through like week twelve, oh, he was, was like, wide receiver eleven.
0: It was ridiculous, yeah.
2: And then you got a little banged up, so we'll see how that goes. Like, so so I like Jamison Crowder's upside as well as his floor. Like when we're talking about all these other guys, you know, in his range. Like I might like this tier of wide receivers more than I like the last tier. But that's that was also my
0: point. Like I think wide receiver eighteen to thirty four are the fucking same. Right, and, and, and you know what? And, and Why you say you like these guys better is because when you say it's all about where you can get them. You're saying, I have to pay this price for that wide receiver. And this is where, again, when you're thinking about your draft, where I think it's smart, is when do I want to put my investment into the Sammy Watkins, even though I would put him in the Alshon Jeffery because I know I don't have to pay the 13 price where I have him to get him. He's one I'll take a chance on with a Keenan Allen or whatever. Or do I want to wait two more rounds and grab the Jamison Crowder and grab and grab these other players that I'm more confident are going to play 16 games? I'm more confident are... are in, in standard
2: leagues, Jamison Crowder is going as wide receiver 33, pick number 83 overall. So, end, round, of yeah. round, yeah. end of the seventh round? End of the seventh round? like it. That, that's a good price. Like, when we talk about all those other receivers in the third or fourth round that have question marks, these guys are a little bit safer. They might not have the gigantic upside, but they they don't have that downside either. So that's why in the third, fourth round, I like to jump on a tight end. Mm -hmm. You know, try to get a Kelsey or a Reed. If you can get
1: one of
0: those top guys. Yeah, me too.
1: I've been noticing that, and I think all of us, we've been looking at each other and we show or text each other's draft. I think all of us like in that third, fourth round, jumping on a Kelsey, uh, third in a big in the 14 team league, I yeah. went for Kelsey for you, you. It was at 10 or 12. Your 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 boys' league that you were in a couple last weekend. So
2: I got Kelsey in fourth the fourth round. So no, the third round of a 12 team PPR, and then I got Kelsey in the fourth round of a 10 team standard.
1: Yeah, I like I like doing that because then you then you got yourself at the beginning you got a bona fide stud tier one guy and again all these dudes later it's like it's 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 shooting shooting uh, fish in a barrel who kno- who knows wh- who's gonna end. Oh
0: my God, it's Mother! She's back from the dead. She's better than you, did.
1: Damn your eyes! Houdini! Alright, stag party. I'm going to let you, Houdini, you're not going to say a word on any of these guys. We're going to catch up a little bit. We're going to do some rapid fire here so that we can get deeper in the um, 40 guys uh, at this position. Devontae Adams is the 25th wide receiver, in t- at l- second to last in Tier 5. And Emmanuel Sanders, who I know you're a fan of, is 26th wide receiver, Tier 5. Houdini, think you just Houdini, you got your... You said, I,
0: I'm not paying okay. attention to what you're saying. There you Just go. Talk. <laughs> go for it. So Devontae Adams
2: is probably a guy we're lower on than the industry. He's gotten uh, ADP of 43. He's going as wide receiver 18. You know, Factoring in the regression in his touchdowns, potentially with Randall Cobb a little healthier, Martellus Bennett uh, also added to that team. We can see that touchdown number go into the 8 to 10 range rather than the 12 range where he was, what, the second league leader behind Jordy Nelson, tied for second with Antonio Brown. Uh, so if those numbers drop a little bit, that's where the problem comes in. Is he going to be an 1,100-yard receiver with Jordy Cobb and Bennett, or is he going to be right around that 1,000-yard mark? So at that point, if it's 1,008, we're talking about all these other guys that are in that same range, why are we going to pay up for Devontae Adams?
1: I'm not. You're not asking us any questions. Next guy, Emmanuel it was Sanders. It fucking rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Man, me and Hootie over here. We're doing sign language. Talk, so no, you're right
0: now. So
1: we're doing sign language. Me and Houdini I was not talking to him. <laughs> uh, so, Emmanuel
2: Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders just continues to put up numbers. He puts up very similar numbers to Demarius Thomas. The only way I don't like Emmanuel Sanders at his price is if you already have Demarius Thomas on your team. But also, if you do have Demarius Thomas on your team, this is a guy who seems to show up in the same games that uh, Demarius Thomas shows up. So when they, one goes off, the other usually goes off. So you're getting those big boom weeks together, but when they don't, you get the crap fest. So that, that's the part that's a little bit wrong.
0: The only quick thing I'll say... I didn't do it! Go for it. I'm sorry, but Emmanuel Sanders, at the value compared to Demarius Thomas, and the type of points that they put up, and especially if you are in a league that bonuses the bigger games, Emmanuel gets the bigger games than... than. But uh, well, with this quarterback... He also has the bigger duds.
1: With this quarterback, is that the case? I mean, I'm just asking. Yeah, him. well, so with Sevilla, yeah, he was getting it last year. All right. He had a very serviceable
0: year last year pretty damn
1: good. He yes. always does. Right. I agree. He always comes in a value. He's moving down and down. So let's go on to uh, tier... You, you done with that? Yes. Alright. We're going to tier number six. Um, Pierre Garçon um, is wide receiver 27. Whew.
2: Let me just name the other wide receivers on this team. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. Was he? He's never had more than what seventy five targets in a season. He's a better long triple long jumper than he is a football. He quit player. track. He quit because right. he got he got busted by he had drugs, right? Well, he didn't get busted. He just stopped taking tests. So so it means he qualified himself. It means yeah,
1: yeah it means he was doing. He focused drugs. on football. He was focused on
2: football. He, he failed a dr- football drug test, so he's fine. Um. And then you've got Jeremy Curley, who, you know, is what, a slot receiver? Overachiever
0: to the ninth degree, but nothing special, but but nothing special. He's an overachiever because there's nobody else there to take targets. No, even everywhere he's been. Always on bad teams. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess he's an achiever on, he's a semi-achiever on bad teams. But Pierre Garcon (laughs) should get, you know, 130, 140 targets. When we talk about all these other guys, like this guy's gonna get targeted. He's probably not gonna score a lot of touchdowns in the San Francisco offense. So is he gonna be another guy who's, you know, 80 catches for 1,000, maybe 1,100 yards and five, six
0: touchdowns? Yeah,
2: this is all the guys we're talking about right now.
0: See, with him, what's great about it, I love too, because it's a solider pick, right? You can guarantee that these stats are kinda of gonna be there. So where's his ADP now? Because he's one of these guys that. He started out at, like, it's wide receiver out. 55, and now it's, like, is, it, is he, like, He's wide receiver
2: 30, 38. 38. Uh, nearly pick 100, pick 96. Still good so value. So, in the eighth round, you can grab Pierre Garçon. Still great. value. Yeah.
1: No I've problem. been taking him higher, and we're talking about him here at 27. Probably a lot to do with my old over love for the guy. Um, I'm sitting here with Garcon at 19, and you guys are more at 30. You're at 21. Yeah, D, I believe it. Um, and Archer's down at 42. I just feel like the volume's going to be there, and we've seen uh, Hoyer, I, he, and uh, I, a, I a facilitator of fantasy points. Yeah, do I think he's a winner, a league, a winner at, at the NFL level? No. But I think he's the kind of guy that throws 300 yards, and this isn't a team that's going to be not a three hundred yards offense.
0: Think about it. Cutler was a Bears quarterback for I think it was like seven years, seven years, eight years. Uh, and then Hoyer comes in and within one year already threw more 300-yard games than like Cutler had thrown in the past three years. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, he, a fantasy football, and he's done that everywhere he's been. You think about when DeAndre Hopkins was doing good? It was probably yeah. Hoyer. Yeah. Quarterback. That's it. So just
2: with the wide receiver 19 ranking, like he'd need 1,100 yards and 5 or 6 touchdowns to, to recoup that value, which is definitely in his range of outcomes.
1: Yeah, I don't think that seems crazy. Um Okay, let's go on to the next one thing I'm going to mention. I'm just going to say it on air. A lot of these pyro characters are done. I know you had the thing crap out on you and crash a couple times. But I'm looking at these, like the last, there's like four guys. All these guys I I, I did the characters for. So we'll work together on, on version four. Holla for a dollar. The shit stack party. I want to give you. a... I said that. I want to fucking g-
2: murder itself. Exactly.
1: Hold on. <laughs> I want to get. Let me give you a shout out. This draft kit stack party put so much into it, and just the smallest Choice. thing. The way the way the way that these we do our <laughs> rankings and our a lot of these things are based on our pyro collaborative and just to we treat this document like it's something you can drag and drop and move around. Excel is the least friendly thing to move around. So hats off to you. I said that, but I want to back it up by saying I know how 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 much of hell you're in on a regular basis on I'm,
0: this draft. Game. I want to ask well you. Done. I want to ask you a question because unfortunately it's not like Office Space where I can like steal the printer and like a baseball bat and let you go to hell on it. What, <laughs> what about doing it to my computer? So, but but, so, but, but you know, but that's not something you want to. So I'll tell you what. I will sponsor a stag uh, pinata draft kit, uh, something away. Like whether it's like, let's go to a, let's go to a gun range and I'll pay for us to go shoot off some some rounds or something like yeah. that. We
1: can print out the draft kit and try to shoot through it. Yeah, yeah.
0: we can put the draft kit on the, on the thing. Like,
1: Absolutely, the I like it. No, I, I think it's, it's great. It's or it's we great. can do you know those boxing things that they got over at like GameCube. Oh, like, hit, hit as hard yeah. as you can. We'll put the draft. We'll put different pages <laughs> yeah. of the draft kit. On on the little thing and let stag, party, something like stag that. party go for eight eighties. So
0: All right, I, I'm down. I'm down for hosting something like that. I'll,
1: cool. I like. It. Again, appreciate that. And I, everyone that listens to us that d- has bought it, and there are many of you, and we appreciate this. Are like, and I, we get messages. I'm a five year draft kid buyer. You guys are the best. You guys keep out doing yourself. People that are new to it or haven't done it, dive in. Um, but everyone, I, I've never heard a, not one, not one. Negative thing about our jacket. Every time it's like, holy. I've fuck. heard one.
4: But why, it why like, don't
1: you have half point PPR? Sorry, we have PPR <laughs> and standard. And there's also some people that are like, why isn't this? Uh, I need. There's there's certain people that have weird weird things, but literally, I've actually never heard one complaint about it. I, sometimes I've taught the Neil fights and how to download it, get it on their tablet, whatever it is. But once it's there, they're like, oh shit. And then they'll be like, what's that? And you're like, it's actually in there. It's tab 27. like, dude, there's more tabs than I even thought there were. <laughs> <laughs> that happened today on our second opinion. Uh, good stuff. Um, all right, next guy, Golden Tate. Here's a quick question I got for you. In, if you're drafting right now, I mean, I'm not looking at your, I should just look at your, but are you ta- taking a Tate or an Emmanuel Sanders, Stags? They're like back
2: back to back. Like it depends on rock like if I have Demarius, I'll go
1: golden Tate. And Larry Fitzgerald or Tate?
2: Probably tate I I, sh- I I gotta move Larry up a spot because I probably move Larry ahead of
1: Tate. What about you? That's not a good question. Tate's behind them both. Okay. Um because Tate is Tate is that guy that's just like He's awesome, but he always starts slow. I drafted him last year, I think in the eighth round the short, or ninth round in the short league. He got such a shitty start. Then you just get you find a better, you find a roster that you're feeling more comfortable with, and then all of a sudden he blows up and has some big weeks, and he's sitting on your bench, and it's like it's. He seems like this guy. I always, whenever I have him, it's hard. When he's in my lineup, he's fucking me. When he's out of my lineup, he's <laughs> when he's playing against me,
0: he's killing me. Yeah. Uh, he, but that's the player that he is. And so it, it's kind of one of those ones. Do you want that more steady, consistent one? Golden Tate, at least you know that it's steady, consistent. Here's what the stats are going to be toward the end of the year. You know, I could, I could say at a very low end, it's going to get you 900 yards. Okay? At, 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 at a very con- liberal high end, very liberal high end, he's at 1,200 yards. More like 1,100 yards, right? Yeah. So, so there's your range of This is common.
5: literally
2: the. 1,000 to eleven 1,
0: hundred, five. The Stevie Johnson. Tier. The Stevie Johnson uh <laughs> a, a range, right? Eighty catches, a thousand yards and, and eight touchdowns. Is but, but but the thing with Tate is is here's the difference. Would you rather have that guy? He's gonna help you more in certain weeks. So if you can have him if you're positioned where he's your wide receiver three or that wide receiver four who you're playing as that flex play or you're playing as that bi week replacement player then I like I love him in that role. That's a perfect guy that I don't have to worry. You know what? I'm going to get some points out of it, and I might get a lot of points. One thing that he's not a
1: name that you associate with PPR for some reason. Well, he's La- pretty good. Last three seasons over plus 90, 90 plus. 90. Only other three. No plus. Calvin Johnson. Only Odell, Antonio Brown, and Demarius have done that. Over the last. Dequan
0: bolden has gone now. So who's left?
1: Well, here's the thing. That was my next question as I was going to dive in. Is uh, G- Galladay going to be uh, is, he, is he a rookie and just
4: exciting the thing is, Galladay is, lately? Galladay is, is a is matchup hurt?
2: nightmare. So they're going to use him on the outside, but that pushes Tate back to the natural position of the slot. That puts Tate on safeties where he dominates. So I don't care about Galladay for Tate. I care about Galladay more for potential Martin Marvin Jones, Jones. targets. And Eric Ebron in the slot targets, so that's sort of where I care about it more. But I still don't think Galladay is getting more than eighty targets. targets. It's five targets, what a game? So that's my thought on it.
1: Quick question, and then we'll we'll let one. I won't say a word about Edelman, but Pierre Garcon. Then we went Tate, and now the next guy here at twenty nine in the in the sixth tier is Julian Edelman. Who are you taking? Give me the order of those guys. You're not looking at your tears, Just like right now. Or you can look at your tears. I don't care. I'm not going to look at them. But say, cool. say the three names again. Pierre Garçon, Golden Tate, Julian Edelman. Garçon, Tate, Here. Edelman, You're Tate. on the clock.
2: The uh, Garçon, Tate, Edelman. Okay. What Garçon, you? Edelman, Tate. Okay. Cool. The only thing I worry about with Edelman is we talked about Brandon Cooks. You know, he's now a new weapon to that offense, more running backs. You know, Gronk healthy, Dwayne Allen. Is Julian Allen just going to be the 10-target-a-game guy that he's been?
0: But let me ask you the question. That's the only concern. Here's the one thing i got to ask you. Do you really think that – do they run the same routes? And I don't think that they really do. as I think that Brandon Cooks is – it's, it's The routes like, don't the matter the, where, where the ball, I know. The ball is I know, thrown. I know, I know, but, but the difference is this. Is In that the way that they're going to work it, it it's going to be, this is why it's such a dynamic offense, which is why Tom Brady is such a, a yeah. solid pick of quarterback, is because throw. most teams can, can barely work two levels. The good teams can work three levels of, of the field, stretching the field. The Patriots have the, the ability to, to stretch the field four levels, because you can have the short level on, on, on your screens with your running backs. You can have the second level on your Gronkowski, you can, or 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 a Julian Edelman. The third one could be the Gronkowski or Edelman, and then the fourth one. Now you finally have the back over the top with the with uh, Brandon Cooks or maybe a Chris Hogan thrown in there. So. I'm, I'm just saying, Edelman to me, I don't think that Cooks takes away that much because Edelman's still going to be that guy. Just understand that Edelman's going to be that 9.8 to 10 yards per catch guy. You're not going to get the ton of production. It's a PPR. Well, you sort of talked about
2: a lot of these guys. Yeah, right. right. 1,005, 1,006.
0: Right. How do you get there? It's just, You're just, are, you doing, like, are you doing 80 catches or are you doing 55
1: catches? Cooks doesn't scare me for Edelman. It's more Gronk. Mm-hmm. Gronk was out last year, and he did awesome. And then be- the year before, that Edelman was pretty awesome. More in PPR. Like Again, I owned him, and I was like... After you look at the final stats, you're like, God, that didn't equate to that much on a week-to-week basis. Um, you didn't feel great about it. Um, they've just got too many weapons now. and I, 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 I think... I, right. so, so Cooks doesn't bother me okay. for Edelman as well. I- Next guy... Next, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. I think a lot of people. Edelman's guy. If you love Edelman and you love the
0: Patriots, he becomes you love a that, Danny Woodhead. Now get him. He becomes that Danny Woodhead draft player, that that wide the running back who you can wait till. What's his, Where is he at? Is his uh, current ADP for who? Edelman? For Edelman, uh, is he like down in that like thirty-five, it's, it's forty range? lot lower than last well, he's,
2: he's wide receiver twenty-four, wow. pick number fifty-five. So the standard leagues. Like people aren't discounting him at all, but still so well, so really last, last year, he yeah. was super
1: high. Last year was a third round pick. Still, that's still too high. But you're not getting you're not getting value on him. Anybody that took him last year did not, even though he had a good season. Like it, here, did not. Wasn't like yeah, Edelman was the pick in my draft. Right. Here's
2: the next six names after Julian Edelman in standard. Let's go, Kelvin Edelman. Benjamin. Who you I, taking, Edelman or Benjamin?
1: Edelman, but but we're God, but, the, but fact, the fact that uh, if everything aligns, Benjamin will score more points. I think Benjamin scores more points.
2: Benjamin Bryant, martavis are taking him over him. For sure, Golden Tate and probably taking Tate over Tate over him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald over him for me. Yeah, yeah. If you guys disagree, whenever you guys disagree, Emmanuel Sanders. Nope, I agree. Okay, I, I Brandon I, Marshall. Maybe. Marshall's. Um, well, 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 no, I would take Edelman over Marshall Okay, but then there's Stefan Diggs
0: um, I think it's Diggs. Diggs over him Diggs over him too
2: Okay, so our next guy on the list is Wide receiver 30, it is Tyreek the freak, the fluke kill. Can I
1: say what you said earlier? It sucks that I'm doing this And I'm going to get sucked in it Warming up
0: to I'm Tell me why, because I'm the I'm the one who's still the most skeptical of him, and I, mean, I am too. I think we all. I have the 40, us at all. I'm, at, I'm at 41. Where am I? You, you're uh, at 29, 26. and uh, you know that we are in 24 to 41 is where he's we're. 29. At. I'm 20. Here's the thing. Oh,
2: Here's the thing with Tyreek Hill. He's going as wide receiver, 20 overall pick, 45. He, it's just too like rich that. for my I don't blood. Like that. I don't too like that. rich for my blood. Where we have him ranked, I feel comfortable. Because I think he's a thousand total yard type of receiver. Like, he, he might get 800 receiving, 200 rushing, I mean, and then six touchdowns.
0: Like, they still want to use him on special teams. This is they the don't. Point. They've no.
2: already pulled him off
0: kick right. returns. Right, They're spin. using him on some punt returns. All right, so look. So now if you pull him off of that, how many touchdowns did he score on those last year? Four. Just a, four. I thought three. Four. Even if it's three, I don't care. That's a lot. That's that's eighteen points. No, I got you. In but 24 points. But but the other thing is this. Then you're they also they've used they were trying to use more gimmick plays. They're, they're going to keep late. doing the runs. He was, three. But was, okay, there, how many runs are they going to do? They're going to keep doing the runs. Can't he had run 20, that often.
2: He had twenty-four runs last season. I think they're going to. I think it might ramp no up. No receiver has ever had in the history of the NFL had ninety receptions in a season. And thirty rush
1: attempts. Hey, I'm gonna say I don't think he's gonna be a high volume receiver. I think they're gonna keep running him though. But he's gonna be like then who's the to be receiver? Like going at Kelsey. Me after I go, to, you know what? It is hold the, on, let me say this. Yeah. I got. I got. Right, I got. He's gonna be like me after going to uh, Cadova, that Mexican. <laughs> I never
0: called
1: They're gonna keep running him.
0: Queso's <laughs> running But yep. here's my here's my thing. When I I just think back to all the players, even think about the great players like Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt was used a lot as a running back the, on, on reverses and things like that in his first year. They're because not the same player. no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is this when you have a player who has a free talent and they're a rookie, you're trying to find the easiest, most least path of resistance to get them the football in their hands and let them do some damage. Then defenses start focusing on you, and the thing that's gonna happen is if you keep trying to run him, they're gonna defenses are gonna. Kind of cut off edges. And, and what's going to happen is then now you're trying to force him to be, okay, take the step as a receiver. Well, what was the one thing that he didn't do? What was his yards per reception? He had more yards per rush average than he did yards per reception. Well, last hold on. Year. You're making it sound like he's the only guy in the field. No, but people make so, it seem on, like he's on, like on, a deep receiver point. all the time. You made your point. You're
1: making it sound like he's the only guy in the field. This is Andy Reid. They're going to start when that guy. You're, you Did you play against Tyreek Hill last year in any of your fantasy leagues? Either you guys?
0: I don't... Yeah. That is
1: some of the scariest shit of all time. When they are dropping back and handing the ball off to that guy and you're playing against him, every time the ball touches his hand, it's like nothing that I've seen, and again, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm being over-exaggerated, since Dion Sanders. Literally, when the guy got a handoff, you were just like, and you're playing against him, like, No, not oh yes, they got him now. It, it was... It, Andy Reid is going to figure out a way to... Fake it to him. Use, use him on fakes. Use him on... Uh, they're going to not... as decoys. I'm not thinking he's going to be some wide receiver and they're just going to all of a sudden... Now he's just running routes. I agree they're not going to use him on special teams. But he is going to be going and, and doing fake handoffs to Alex or Mahomes. They're going to be throwing some on bubbles. They're going to be... It's Every play, their whole thing is going to be the illusion of trying to get this guy... To get, scare the shit out of you
0: because when he touches the ball, it is the it's Deion Sanders. Exactly. And last year it took everyone by surprise, and defenses are gonna focus on trying to take him out, and the other that they're gonna focus on, and you could talk stacks, is they're gonna try to hit him, and they're gonna try to hit him hard. I agree and that. it's gonna take a toll. How many players
2: have really excelled in that style of role for long term? that you're talking about. like Not many. yes, he, he Like, none, right? I mean, but, Reggie, but Reggie Bush was, was the best gadget player with New Orleans. He was, more still mean,
0: over, it, he was still more of a running back. But not okay. with
2: New Orleans. So eventually, when yeah, he right. went to Miami, he was. But, Reggie Bush, yeah. when he was with New Orleans, I guess is true. the best example of that. Like, it, Reggie Bush was just before his time. Like, so if he could... Reggie Bush had
0: 88 receptions from a rookie to think year, of those, right? yeah, yeah,
1: Well, here's what I'll say. all correct. But... Uh, Right now I think that where he's going, I think his upside and his ceiling is, is is super impressive. And I think that his coaching staff and the way they run their offense still and the, the fact that they actually have a backfield that people have to consider and they've got a new guy that everyone loves is hung. I just think I'm not thinking he's the greatest guy in the world, but I still I'm, I'm warming up to the fact that you know what? This guy might be just
0: amazing. The third or fourth round. You're warming up to that. That's that's crazy. That's the question. And he had so many long touchdowns last year that you can't just count on those coming back again. And yeah, those three extra special teams touchdowns are... I'm not going to say I'm going to take him in the fourth round. 18 <laughs> points. But I'm saying I'm warming we, up to him. All we can say is, what does 18 points mean when we talk about the difference between wide receiver 10 and wide receiver uh, 28? It could be 18 points. Here's what I'll tell
1: you. If, I'm, if I've already got some explosive guys... And I've drafted early, and I've gone gotten a wide receiver some upside. I've got some guy explosion guys, early on. You're not drafting. And I'm going, and I'm, and I'm picking between Tate, Edelman, and Pierre Garcon, or this guy. Maybe it's not the right fit. If I've gone with some more slow and steady guys, and I've got, got some hot. You've got the you You've got Damarius. You've got El, Alan
0: Robinson. Punch. Yeah. Then maybe that you need to get, to get the spark.
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm gonna be Great more than to do this guy. Great point. Uh, high five on that. High five, brother. Uh, next guy we've got here. Stefan Diggs. We've got Stefan oh, Diggs. Just baby. let
0: you
2: just move we'll up. up. We'll let move you Move up go. the board. I'm to fucking Archer fucking call me when you listen to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Having him ranked at 46 is a goddamn travesty.
1: Uh, so I, I have warmed up to that guy with a lot of love from you. I watched that I watched a video of, uh, that I saw online. I just love Twitter. Twitter, the title. Stephon every Stephon Diggs play, and it's every route he ran, whether he caught it or not. And this guy, what do you have? Seven catches or something in two in the first preseason game, or five maybe, but on seven targets, the guy is so good.
2: Like he's another guy who might not be the high touchdown guy, but could he get you potentially, you know, eleven hundred or twelve hundred yards? And you could draft him. ...later than some of these other guys we're talking about... ...at wide receiver 31... ...you know... ...overall 71... ...we talked about how we like him more than... ...you know, Julian Edelman, ...Stefan Diggs... ...when he wasn't on the fucking practice report... ...and wasn't banged up last season... ...he was just a monster...
1: ...monster... ...like... ...I'm... ...any reason to to think that... ...remember Kyle Rudolph... ...how awesome he was last year... ...don't you think that that... Is very highly likely a, a, a Diggs? Well, I think is Diggs the, is highly is the, successful. Wide receiver version of that this year if he's healthy throughout?
0: Well, here's the thing that I love about Diggs. He showed that he can be that reliable safety blanket to Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was not looking to do anything extraordinary. Now, Diggs does have ability to also run down the field and, and play uh, on a deeper plays. It's, can Dalvin Cook help bring stability to that running game to where you're actually gaining three green four to four to five yards per rush and now you're forcing defenses to kind of bring up and now Dick can actually and especially since he's done those short routes, all the defenders are expecting him to do. Think about how many how you can just add a stop and go and you can kill it's what people. they did in the preseason. Yeah. Like that's what they're doing. It looks da- so good. Dalvin yep. Cook just
2: you know creating that sense of a little bit of fear. Because this was one of the worst fucking run games of all time last year in terms of amounts of runs and how many yards they gained. They were fucking awful. So you get a little bit of a threat of run. You get four yards of carry out of Dalvin Cook. And suddenly he runs a slant and go, a stop and go, an out and go. And he's just gone because he's got speed. And, and great route runner. Yeah, just... Like, we're talking
0: about how good Baldwin is. Diggs is up there. And also, he has no competition at the wide receiver position. Adam Thielen. Oh, that, that's that's well, not, Thielen, not No, no. Thielen well. is, is a compliment. Because Thielen's more of that straight down field receiver who's always going to be trying to the field. I think he he, Laquan Treadwell is no competition to him. Right. So go ahead. Here's what I was going to say.
1: If this offensive line, which last year was atrocious, to so talk about the running game, huh. they were atrocious, the offensive line, pass protection, For throwing the ball, it was absolutely the most disgusting, terrible thing. That's the reason why Kyle Rudolph had such an amazing season. It's like, he was thrown for his life. It's like, hey, I'll dump it off to this guy and go short. If this line, this front, can just give one more second per per passing play, it is going to be all the difference for a guy, even Thielen, who I, I like as well, but Diggs is just gonna come. Dig, I think Diggs might be might come as the value pick at the wide receiver well, position of fantasy. Welcome
0: football. to the trade. It, it, <laughs> and where does I'm the value come from? It comes from a team that's unexpected. Nobody looks at Minnesota and goes, oh, I, I wanna have a Minnesota Viking, right? It's unsuspecting. But they're quietly putting young talent on that team. It's just not it at the at the at the quarterback position. It's still a talent. They, they made the trade for Bradford, and, and I'll tell you what, if Bradford stays healthy and plays, he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback, but you know what, for fantasy purposes of what he does for the two players that you're going to care, or the three players, Thielen, Diggs, and Rudolph, they're going to get the line share of the, of the passes, and they're going to get the, the production. If Sam Bradford wasn't a number
2: one pick that played for the uh, the Rams for so long, yeah. everybody would think he was
1: fucking awesome last year. I, I kind of agree.
2: And who was the most accurate passer downfield last year?
1: Record of all time. Well, isn't no, it most, just downfield. So, I think that was the record of all time? How many yards or more? 15-plus. I'm pretty sure last year he had the who, record for Bradford? the most accurate passing in C- the history, okay, in history of the league. Completion percentage history Okay, that completion. Okay, okay. But... Bradford
2: is also the most, the most accurate downfield passer oh, he can whip in the league. But yeah. I
0: also believe that because most of those that are over 15 yards, he probably didn't throw sort of two passes over 30 yards and everything else was like 15 to 18. <laughs> he actually can whip it.
1: Here's the last thing I'll say. I am down with the program on this wide receiver team. And you're, I like what you said too. The, val, the, the, the point that they're the Vikings don't, is don't just the, the least sexy team in the world. Which team last year was it, 6-0 it was 6 and 0 or 7 and 0? They were 6 and 0. 6 and 0 last year. Think about that. We think about the next 10 games, but 6 and 0 literally after the 6, maybe they had a bye week, maybe it was week 7. They everyone was like, this defense is so freaking good. These guys are going to they're going to win the Super Bowl. Genius move going after Bradford. They went on a terrible little loss run, but Diggs, don't worry about all that shit. That's fan, that's football. That's NFL. Diggs um Thielen, and uh, I think it's Diggs and Thielen, but at the end of the day it's it's Diggs. And Rudolph,
0: or Rudolph too. Anybody? I think it's,
1: I, I think Rudolph was benefited of a shitty offensive line and Or in the lack of a running game and, and that, and that. Let's move on uh, Diggs could be the value pick at wide receiver. Archer, call me And I know you've been saying that for, for a long time, Stag. so it's, it, it is me coming around to things you've been saying but he's good Uh, wish he put a little more muscle on, but so now, now, I guess that's not his game.
0: So now like, let's go to a rookie.
1: Corey Davis.
2: Are you starting to sour at all? He hasn't played this yes. preseason? of course. I'm, I'm
0: the most sour on him, so course, I'm I, am. A few tags. I, I have one lower than you, 42 to 41. I mean, I'm sour on him. He's not playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you be, how can you be a rookie and, and not playing? I mean, there was a point w- where I, I was hyper-fired up on him, super Super high. I don't know where I've got them right now, but I'm bringing them down. But yeah, if you're a rookie and you're not playing and you're injured and you got t- tissue issues. Um,
0: tissue issues? Oh my God,
1: I got to tell a quick story. The hottest girl at the jewel the other day. <laughs> tissue the Small. Hold on. <laughs> where this, is this going? This is going,
0: <laughs> I, <where> it's going.
1: <laughs> I It's going somewhere where I wish. I, this is the only time I can say I wish you could have some back. That's working. So it's girl up the jewel. Small hottie. Like one of those like little gymnast ones with the biggest fucking and this is a jewel, we're not a Costco. The biggest thing of toilet paper in the store. The biggest package of toilet paper. Right? I go, I go, whoa! I go I up behind her. She, that's all she had, and all I had was like a beer and like some. Oh boy!
0: Some, I some, I go, conversation oh my
1: God! Oh my God! She was so dumb I Go behind. I'm, I, I run up right behind her in the. Um, or walk up right behind her in the. Uh,
0: <laughs> I run up
1: more accurate. I didn't I, I did run. I was.
0: I Don't be, you cut off the old lady that was going to be in front? You knocked the exactly. carton. You, you
1: just You're over there. You're over there. When I go behind her, I'm like totally not even looking at me, head behind me like, whoa, a lot of toilet paper there. <laughs> <laughs> she turns around at me and looks at me like, all right,
0: what? I am not what to say. I didn't to say. She's supposed be, to say You something. must be shitting a lot. <laughs> I high, say. high
1: fiber diet? I thought that that was my end. I'm like, but literally the thing was like, <laughs> it was like a package. Like, and I'm bigger than her. It was like twice the size. I like, like, thought I would that thought starter. The conversation started. Whoa, a lot of toilet paper there. Turns around like, um, glad you wiped your vagina oh, after mm-hmm.
0: every meal. So video, we were like, 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 where are you going? But she didn't say anything. No, look. So man, that's that's not her. Because that that is a start. I would have done the same. You thing. You have to be no, but either like okay. I might have gotten a little wet feet, but I was like I didn't know where to go. We're gonna make fun of yourself at that point. Time. Oh my
1: god! Afterwards, I'm like, whoa, a lot of toilet paper. Just there. be like, yeah. All right, let's go. Like, let's next wide receiver. <laughs> next wide receiver.
0: Pull up, uh, Corey Pull Davis. we were talking Corey Davis. Oh there. yeah, I gotta take a divs. Hold on, um, Corey Davis. I'm with, not
1: gonna say anything. I mean, he's
2: gotta get on the field right, right he's now. Play. The thing is. You don't have to spend a lot of draft capital on him, and maybe see a boatload of targets once he's what, back. You could this? have one of those last round picks of your draft end up like Odell, you know, and just go on a tear if he comes back. Maybe it's week one, maybe it's week four, but he's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to prove it for you early on your bench.
0: No, here's the thing: don't draft him. Let someone else draft him. Let them be pissed off through the first four. Four weeks in the season, and who then knows trade that's for him. it. I think he's. It, I, I think, think he could be. Uh, uh, the reason why I liked him a while ago
1: is I think he's a snap count maiden. I think he still could be. He's just not on the field yet. So we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. But
0: I, this is what happens to people. They're going to be the people who are going to still look. We're not, not costing a lot. No, but we are. The, we are. We are in the fancy world. We follow these guys. We talk about all these rookies all the time. Then there are the people who just get infatuated by what was said about the guy three months ago and hasn't really watched any of the preseason games. He comes into your draft and he's like, "I got to get Corey Davis," and they're going to overreach and someone's going to overreach on him just because because on belief that here's this this is the best talent coming out of the draft, right? This is what people were saying, so they're going to jump on him. And then they're going to have the first four or five weeks, they're going to have that guy who they drafted is basically almost into to their wide receiver. Three or four or five. So probably more, three, or four, three or four. Three or four, most likely. So now they're pissed off and they're like, he's down on the chart. They're just like, I want someone to play and you can trade that guy in week four. And all you know is you're saying, I'm waiting until it's going to be probably the second half of the season. But in those next four weeks afterward, Boom, here becomes that guy that's the perfect for the rest of my bye weeks or for the potential flex play. And, and as he starts coming on, look, with that offense and Marcus Mariota and everything they got going on, there. come on. I know, but there's a lot.
1: If he's not getting it going now, then Decker and, and Matthews and a lot of these other weapons, uh, Walker, they can just, this is a running team.
0: They can supplant him, and then it's not worth it. we got to move um, on. Okay, quickly, unless the Titans are not winning. That he plays for sure. I mean, he's gonna play it. No, no, what I'm he's playing is, healthy. If the Titans are not in contention to be in the playoffs or whatever, and he gets, he gets a lot more play. Uh, he's playing. He's the number one wide receiver. If he's healthy. Yeah,
1: that's just a fact. Yeah. I'm just telling you. You can anyone in the industry can say now or not. That's not the case. But if he's healthy, Corey Davis is their wide receiver one. It's just the facts. Now, if he's not healthy and it's, it hurts him that he's not getting a, these reps in this preseason. We'll see. I don't know. I'm the fact of the matter is, let's move on to the next guy. Yes, I'm not as high on him because he's not playing.
0: Uh, Brandon Marshall, hurt shoulder. Uh, Lucky, another. New York had a sigh of relief with both those. It was almost like within what, like five minutes of each other that uh, Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall go down. Yeah, but Brandon Marshall. I I started to like Brandon Marshall, but the
1: the
2: stealing Shepard was kind of banged up. Now he's already back. Shepard just looked like he was dominating in the slot, getting open whenever he wanted to. He He had seven When you're no longer wide
0: receiver two and you're getting that third coverage, it's great. Yeah, I mean, he was just getting a
2: boatload of targets. And then Brandon Marshall, you know, he doesn't look all the way back. But maybe it's just because it's preseason. But Marshall's got maybe a pretty good floor. But... He's the guy whose price is going to vary in drafts widely. You, well,
0: but here's a question I have for you: Are you going to pay for Brandon Marshall, or would you rather kind of wait I'm and get Sterling Shepherd, right and get Sterling Shepherd where you can get him and say, "I'm just going to wait for Shepard. the failure to happen and and look at what he's going to be able to stop up, or even just because of the fact that even if he's not out there for maybe he's only out there for 65 percent of the snaps, but because. Uh, Odell and Brandon are dry, drawing all the, the coverage, I get the best matchup and I can dominate that to matchup. To be honest,
1: Sterling Shepard's not going to really do that much this year. I don't even know if Brandon Marshall's going to do that much here. I'm I'm worried about Eli Manning. Why? He's just not good. He's just not a good fantasy quarterback. I just don't think... He, he's so inconsistent. I love uh, OBJ. I think he's a,
4: I, a I think world he's beater. But Look,
0: they don't have the running game that you can be ultra-reliant on where you can be like, look, Paul Perkins, as much as I a Paul Perkins' backer, he didn't score a touchdown in his rookie year. So, uh, you're, you're counting on who you're going to count to, to, to score the points, it's going to have to probably come through Eli Manning. And so, at that point in time, all of these guys become viable because you you really don't have ultimate faith to be able to rely on, like a, like where maybe Cincinnati can, where it hurts A.J. Green, if, if Jeremy Hill continues to be the player that he is inside the three-yard line or whatever, where it just it's, it's so effective. My call is the Giants' offensive line this
1: year is... The Vikings' offensive line last year—it's
4: not They're a bad. good offensive bad. line.
1: You're, you, you've got no run game. You've got a shitty offensive line. You've got weapons galore out there, and you've got an inconsistent quarterback. It kind of doesn't all match up all that great.
0: It's kind of like when I was on like the Madden game, and you could draft you- like your own know, fantasy team, and you draft like. You're like, why is the computer drafting all these players? They draft all the offensive linemen. By the time you're drafting your, your, your best offensive you're like, I got every skill position in the game. How is my team horrible? Because you can't block anybody. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Uh, Bellverde!
0: Your favorite danger field uh, uh, one here. You know why
3: I'm going through this whole thing, Nikki, For my kids, that's why. That's the greatest love in the world, your kids. You can't beat it, all right? That's why you do things for your kids. That's love when you're kid. Hey, See what I mean? See that I man over there with his kid? That's love. You know what I mean? Look where he loves the kid. He's bounced him on his knees. Look at that. That's love, baby. Look there, that. There he is, look at there that. that oh, that good is
5: What's going on? I'm sitting here minding my, my business. He jumped on my lap. Get away from my... All right, everybody
3: calm down. Do uh, you have
2: some identification, sir? It's in my
5: other raincoat. I tell sir, you I never want you to walk
0: come away home, from, from Mommy again. Spit that out right now. Spit that out
1: right now. I do like the other raincoat. I do think my favorite Rodney Dangerfield line ever is, uh Hey, Wang, don't tell him you're Jewish. I think this club's restricted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one. let's go on to the next guy. Um... Brandon Marshall, a lot of question marks. Dante Moncrief, stag party. We know you love him. Let's quickly let's go I through, do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's go through. Let's go through. Let's burn through the next two guys to end this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll cruise through the next tier. Let's let's go. Let's take this a little high octane. Let's do it. Uh, Dante Moncrief and Calvin Benjamin. You guys, you got a minute. Calvin Benjamin
2: should be ranked much higher than Dante. Moncrief. Uh Dante Moncrief, without Andrew luck that that could be the trashiest pick of your draft, and the problem is he seems to go higher based on all the sleeper talk last year now he's a post hype sleeper and all the and sco- all the scoring he does when Andrew luck is in the lineup, but he's in a goddamn red shirt right now injured calvin Benjamin gotta be higher than him,
0: yeah who's so- also. Curtis Samuel just finally getting on the field. Devin Funches, a bunch Devin of- Funches plays every fucking
2: snap. It, doesn't it do does anything. nothing. Does nothing. It is goddamn remarkable how you can be that unproductive <laughs> in that amount of snaps. Like I don't get it. It physically hurts my brain. <laughs> uh, but Kelvin Benjamin, we've seen his highlight plays, and from Derek Anderson just throwing it up, we know what he can do. And when he's healthy and motivated, Kelvin Benjamin's one of those matchup nightmares. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd rather take that over Dante Moncrief. I'd rather take that over Brandon Marshall.
0: I agree. I'd rather have the uh, look. I'd rather he's have dead the dead younger run. guy. Still, I, and again, I, I, I know that there's still always the potential that Cam Newton's going to run in the touchdowns. But look, when he throws them, they're going to Kelvin. Kelvin Olson has not been a dominant touchdown guy as a tight end. He's that amazing stretch to field uh, tight end type of a guy for you who's moving the ball inside the 20s and he's going to get to those, those touchdowns where he catches them outside. I, ju- I just
2: think Kelvin Benjamin goes higher in like casual leagues. I think expert leagues, they, we all sort of sour on him.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he's not great with his targets. He's not going to be a 1,300
0: sweet. yard receiver. He's
1: bad as fuck. Houdini's uh-huh. definitely the highest on him and I'm I'm, pro- I'm I'm the lowest on Benjamin. So, and I agree. I heard I heard you guys talking while I was in there. I'm the lowest on him and you know what? Where are these things going other than to him?
3: Now, baby Yeah, I can park my car, hit my bags, and
0: put on some weight, will you? Hey, Wang, what's with the pictures? It's a parking lot. Come on, we in. I think this place is restricted, Wang. so don't tell me you're Jewish, okay? <laughs> let's go on to the next day. It's a parking lot. Wang, what's about all the pictures? It's a parking lot. Hey, I think this club is restricted. Don't tell me you're Jewish, okay?
1: <laughs> uh, tier 7. Uh, this is wide receiver 36. Let's let uh, let's burn through some guys. Literally, we've got a, about a half an hour I'd like to get uh, a little deeper so let's let, let's go fast. Willie Sneed what are you guys what are what are your feelings? Hello Sneed He just Valley started, city. He just started playing a
2: wide receiver's two sets now. Uh they're playing him alone with Michael Thomas. I, I just don't know if that's something that's going to continue or he's going to be a third wide receiver only, but I think he's a guy who gets you 115 to 120 targets and he was going to give you 80 or so catches on those targets cuz Drew Brees is so goddamn good. And he's another one of those guys In the thousand and five touchdown range
1: Yeah and he hasn't gotten paid yet And he's a worker And he's a guy that's never had anything handed to him in his life uh, yeah. Love that kind of guy.
0: And he's got word the weird, word. the weird hair, and like uh, he's a he, you. You can put like the, the red eye uh, uh, like a contact set on him, and they're like he'll scare the shit out of you. Man. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on. To that. I like Sneed,
1: too. I think uh, he comes at a high value. Jordan Matthews chipped uh, sternum. How long is he out? Uh, back today. Back today. Okay, good news. Good news. Sternum's my least favorite uh, part of my whole body. Um, you a you flat, got a sensitive sternum? I did. You
0: can wear, you can wear a flat camo. Are you like no.
2: questioning your sternum if it's like okay, or do you like just not have a sexy sternum?
1: No, my sternum's awesome, but yeah. I, I, just, <laughs> I was just, I just said, pe- I just said people like you got
2: sternum sort of envy. <laughs> I got,
1: I got beat up as a child, and people did like the typewriter on my sternum once they knew I didn't like it. Ever, my dad had open heart surgery. There's like a lot of things about it where. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm well, glad Jordan Matthews is back, and uh, let's quickly quickly
0: well, say what you think about the move of the Bills. I, I think that he's the most established receiver that they have. Uh, I think he kind of really kind of fits well into where uh, with with what if it is. see Now here's a question: Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor now, or now we're throwing into it? Is Tyrod going to lose his job? No,
1: not yet. Ain't there
0: or the problem is, is that there's just too much controversy and things going on. I don't know. I trust more in Sammy Watkins going, based on his talent, going with Jared Goff and going into a new system with that much time to learn it, than I do with, even though, look, there's nobody else here. Who else is there? It's Zay Jones, it's...
2: It's Zay Jones, Jordan Matthews, Andre Holmes, and Tri- what, Charles Clay? Charles Are you worried Clay about not. any of those guys? Like, Jordan Matthews
0: is probably going to get another 75 catches. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I feel hell of a lot better about Charles Clay right now uh, than, I, As did, you should. than, than but, I did three weeks ago. So, But
2: now, Zay Jones is playing the X receiver Jordan Matthews gets more of the slot with Bolton's retirement. It it only boosts Jordan Matthews that retirement, and he's the guy who scored touchdowns at the NFL level. And he's
0: playing playing in the position where he's most comfortable. Now, is it? But how comfortable are you? It's fine if he's my wide receiver five. I really don't care. Yeah, let's
1: let's see what happens with it. Uh, let's move on to Macklin. I'm glad it, I didn't realize he was, he was back today. I thought he was going to be out for a little bit longer, but that's because I've got sternum fear. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, He's got sternum envy. I'm uh, not living yeah, that. Not, not, not sternum How
0: envy. Sternum envy. I've at somebody. To st- <laughs> I got no sternum respect. I got no respect for the only <laughs> sternum
1: <laughs> I, I ever looked at and I had envy of was the uh, the mother from the from Aliens or something. Oh. Um, Jeremy Macklin. Uh,
2: Jeremy Jeremy Macklin, I mean, as your wide receiver three, it's probably good
0: times. He's going to be like what Steve Smith was the last couple years. What Derek Mason was for all those end years of his career, right? I'm super low
1: on him. I'm I'm looking at our numbers. I'm so much lower than you guys. Maybe I need to come around. I just just don't.
0: He's still a great. Look, do you believe in Mike Wallace? You should. More than Macklin. Really? So I mean, that's that's kind of the question because this is where to me it's it's Macklin Wallace was a lot higher. I I I was like I really was high on Wallace until Macklin got signed. And to me, it's kind of like Wallace is not as much that deep guy that he was when he was in his early years in Pittsburgh. But he's kind of developed where he's kind of added a little bit more to his game. Where at least he'll go somewhat over the middle. Macklin's going to cover all that middle stuff and. Now he's going to kind of put Wallace back to just being that deep guy, which then kind of takes Wallace out of that 1,000-yard receiver that he was last year and brings him back to that 850-yard receiver. I don't, I don't agree. I, I look at really? the last
1: five years for both these guys, and Wallace is on a different level, I feel like, than Macklin. Games played, touchdowns, all well, the offense every,
0: that Macklin was in was in Kansas City, though. The way that he was using Kansas City was... Atrocious.
1: No question. The way he was
0: used in Philadelphia was
1: amazing. Well there's a sil there's definitely a silencer on you when you got Alex Smith throwing the ball. So we'll see if that's that that's it.
2: Let's hit both these guys because they're right next to each other. We've got Jeremy Macklin at 38 and Mike Wallace
1: at 40. So Macklin's. And just throw those other two guys afterwards in there as well. Yeah.
2: Macklin's gonna be the guy who does it underneath. More of the PPR guy. Wallace, standard. He hasn't finished outside one season in his career, he has finished outside of the top 30 receivers in standard. That was the fucking terrible year in Miami.
0: Miami. Yeah. So Have you signed a 72 somebody, million dollar. Can I you make know? a quick point here about these two guys? Because I think this is the difference. I think Macklin is your guy who's your more slow and steady across the board. Wallace is going to be the guy who's going to give you those spike games. Sure. That's going to, that going to be more effective. So if you're looking for that guy who you're going to play more consistently as a flex or that, that buyer replacement... I'd rather take my shot with uh, probably with Mike Wallace just because I'd rather have the hits. We 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 sold you, we turned you, buddy. No, I I, I have them rated. They're five players apart. They're five players apart of my ranking. So I I basically feel the same about them. I'm just saying. If they I, get it done in different ways. Right. So it depends on your roster construction. How do you want to do it, it? right? It's based on your roster yeah. construction. And that's what's great about where they are because they're not being... Where are they both in the current ADP? Are they both like the similar type of a range that we have with them? Or are they uh, more like where, where, where Macklin's being over... Wallace
2: is 127. Macklin is 98.
0: So Macklin's... Wow. wow, Macklin. So I probably end up with Wallace is, on
2: my team anyway. Mike Wallace yeah. is the value. Uh... Wow, I think they can end up That's a lot more sh- than I thought. So, after we talked about Willie Sneed, Jordan Matthews, Jeremy Macklin, we get into a whole different tier of players. It, and not just sort of rank tiers, but archetype tiers. So, we're talking about Tyrell, we're talking about Mike Wallace, we're talking about Devontae Parker, we're talking about Deshaun Jackson and Cameron Meredith. These are those high variance players that can have those wide receiver one or wide receiver two type of weeks but aren't going to be that slow and steady five for 50 six for 60 type of receiver these are the guys that are going to have the blow up week so you need sort of these guys to go with the slow and steady players so just listing off those guys you can pretty make an even tier out of those guys tyrell wallace parker
1: jackson meredith well, there's the two schools you brought up earlier. It's like, do people think is, is, do the Chargers uh, know what they have got in Tyro Williams, and they're just kind of like keeping it yeah. down, or do, is there a lot of other uh, players in the team and a lot of talent? They're like, I, mean, I was surprised in the draft Mike Williams when they had shot shocker. Shock. shocker. They should why, why, why would they do that? There's so much other talent. You got a great. Wife. If I was going to say the one thing that I thought the Chargers had at a premium, it would be the wide receiver position. Wide receiver depth. Depth, at, depth, at depth, depth, depth. Good players and depth. Mm-hmm. So why would you overreach on that? So that was a weird thing. Now uh, Williams is, is out for a little bit. They're saying October. So, But what's he going to do when he comes back? Love Tyrell. Pick a, one of the pickups of the, of the year last year, as we know, we've talked many times. Devontae Parker
0: on the flip side... How how confident can you really be? I know that no. Cutler is a, a, as you said earlier, is the, is the quarterback who prefers that outside receiver. But is Devontae Parker has he proven to be that that uh, stop and go type uh, catch that Brandon Marshall made famous, like at, at the uh, at the sideline and being able to come in? I don't know because he's always been used as that downfield threat the way that they've used him. I'm more concerned about Devontae Parker. Uh, now, more than ever, like my, my stock has fallen. Jay
2: Cutler coming in increased his stock for me. I, I
0: like, I just didn't know where the targets
2: were gonna come from. I didn't think Kenny Stills was gonna disappear as the true deep threat on that team. Like, Parker Parker's the guy they use as the possession receiver and occasionally on the deep shots. Uh, but he's not a high-volume target because of Jarvis Landry. But if I think Jarvis Landry's targets are coming down, that's good things for Devontae Parker. Uh, But overall, I just don't know if this offense is going to be one of those. Besides Jay Johnny, I don't know how much I want to invest in the Dolphins offense because of pace of play and because I have to put faith in Jay Cutler, and he tore my goddamn
1: heart out. (laughs) Anyway, before we go on to the next guy... Um, And the next tier, which is going to be tier seven, do us a favor. Listen to this word from our sponsor. Jay don't care. Tier number eight, 42 wide receiver. Good teaser there. Let's go to tier number seven.
2: And
0: we're
1: at tier number eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: this beer is tasty. No edit. No
3: edit. This it is.
1: beer is tasty. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, D moving over to the, uh, the Bucks.
2: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Do I, I just don't really want Deshaun Jackson. Like, if I'm going to take one of these high variance players. I'm going to take somebody who's being drafted later than Deshaun Jackson. Like, uh, who can I get later than Deshaun, who we're talking about right now? Cameron Meredith. So, yeah, we're talking about, hold on. So we're talking about Deshaun Jackson, who's got pick 30, wide receiver 34, pick 89. But we're talking about guys like Tyrell, who I like just as much, if not more. Mike Wallace, who I like just as much, if not more. Uh, Cam Meredith, who I like just as much, if not more. Fuck I it. like
1: all three of those more. Keep so going. I mean, players
2: being drafted behind them, Cobb,
1: Moncrief, Decker. I like Cobb more.
2: Pierre Garcon? Jeremy Macklin? Well, we'll I don't know. We'll,
0: we'll, I like Pierre Garcon, but.
2: Meredith. Like, I just don't want to pay that price when I know I could get similar production somewhere else. Especially if if we're talking about slowing down the offense and we're talking about him getting a hundred targets.
1: You know, pure Persons. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Going later than Deshaun right. Jackson. I want to,
0: I, wow. I, I, this is where I'm a Deshaun Jackson backer. I'm the highest of yeah. them all that's honey. When he gets 100 targets. Okay, he had 100 targets last year for 1,005 yards. Um, the year before, in 10 games, it was uh, 49 targets for 528. The year before, it was 95 targets for 1,169. Then there was a blow-up year of 126 targets for 1,332. Ridiculous. You go back, uh, 87 targets on 10 games when he was injured, 700 yards, 104 targets uh, in uh, uh, 961 yards, 95 targets, 1,056. He doesn't get over 100 all that often since his first couple of years. He had three out of his first four years with over 100 targets. Since then, it's been two out of his last five. The point is that he's that deep touchdown, big play guy. He's only had four touchdowns in the last two years. Last year with his 1,005 yards, 56 catches and four touchdowns in standard leagues was the number 30 scoring wide receiver. So you're telling me that I can't expect him to get seven touchdowns? And if he gets six touchdowns and... and,
4: so and like with, the high I, side. I
0: can't tell whether you're excited Mike, or... I'm hated. excited. I'm excited. Okay. With Mike <laughs> Evans on the other side and, and he doesn't have to get... 70 catches. He's He can give me 50 catches and I'm going to get close to... His career yards per, per reception is 17.7. Last year was 17.9. The year before was 17.6. His high ever in the season was
4: 22.5.
0: Okay. Well, I know Deshaun depends on league. He's a huge big play guy. This just, offense is going to give him big plays. That's Just okay. lead, I'm lead type.
2: If it's PPR, Deshaun gets moved down considerably if it's standard, you know, we're talking about the range to draft him in. I'd just rather draft those other big play guys like Tyrell Williams uh, rather than Deshaun because he's 30 picks cheaper. Like, that's it. That's what it comes down to for me.
1: Here's one thing I'll say. I like everything you said. That was season level. But let's look at game level yeah. per game last year. And you like to do a per game basis on other uh, another thing. Okay, in other ways to prove out points, and we all do. We, mm-hmm. we we use the data to use what we want. But let's let's look at last year. Okay, five
0: hundred so, yard games. Okay,
1: so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's fine. <laughs> I'm let's ready. Look, Let's I'm so ready. week one is ten points. Week two four points. Week 3 15 points. Week 4 .5 points. Week five point three five. Three point five.
0: Three point five.
1: Yeah. Five point five is week six. 7 is 3.5, 4.8. So you just started that guy for 5 weeks. 5 weeks and he scored you under 20 points. Okay, hold on. That okay. is that is the John. I like the year on. He is the explosion guy. But he is the that you just, He's he just not showed a, week to we just week. Showed okay. What
0: but then? But then what then f- you know, Okay. Okay. So then, the why don't him. you give me his fantasy points from weeks 10 through weeks 14? And I'm willing, I'm willing to go there. He had he closed out heavy. Yeah, but none of them were over twenty points. Okay, well, none of them are great. These are standard. They're league, much better this than, is than Ron, This is this is standard league. No bonus for long touchdowns or things like that.
2: As we said, know your league for Deshaun Jackson. That matters for right, everything. Right.
1: Only only thing I'm trying to point I'm trying to prove. He still as a guy had that drafted Deshaun Jackson last year and dropped him in, in week seven. Right, and no one picked him up.
0: Well, stupidly, because <laughs> then in, in weeks ten through fourteen, in those five weeks, he had four hundred yard games. He had two touchdowns.
1: I'm with you. Uh, so
0: I was but safe. if you
1: if you started him from week four through week eight, and he was like oh, anything more in the flex for you, it was it was probably problematic for right, you.
0: Right, but the, the the point is, he is in his say, career. Putting it out there, I'm he's, not he's an enigma, right? He's a different player. He's a, a type of player that most mostly didn't last more than three to four years in the league. And he's he's made a career out of it over an extended period of time. And he's still been good at the end of his career. Now he's in a perfect position again where he has the most protection.
1: Go on. Next Legit,
0: Cameron Meredith, you brought him up
1: earlier. We don't really need to talk about him. I think, here's a question I got for both of you guys. Do you like him better with Trubisky or Glennon? Trubisky. Yes. I I don't care. I don't think
2: it
0: matters. At least it's minimal difference, but I like the Bears better with Trubisky because he seems like a competent quarterback and Glennon is not.
2: <laughs> the thing is with Trubisky, like Glennon doesn't have a great arm. Everybody keeps talking about how big of an arm fucking Mike Glennon has. It's when have flank. you ever seen it? <laughs> Only has right.
0: got he's a just big neck. Just by measurement, because he's six foot seven. It's just the lay of
2: the big neck. It's dumb. It's dumb. His throw velocity, he's one of the only goddamn starters in the league with a throw velocity of 150 miles per hour. You want
0: know what? That's all I needed to see was in the first preseason game when, when Trubisky threw his first out pattern where he waited an extra second and a half to throw it, and he still threw it where it was out of the sideline, the guy caught it, and the defender couldn't get, get there to it.
1: Trubisky, I think he'll be the week one starter. I really No,
0: agree. week three, week four starter. Okay. John Brown,
1: is he out? I mean, let's be honest. He's Scary. Be, next, yeah, next version, so, our, so hardly next, undraftable. Next version of our tears, he'll be way down.
0: He just,
1: he's undraftable.
0: Who? John Brown. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I... What what have you seen of anything in the past year and a half, two years, th- th- three so three years? Been in a league. This is a guy that's had ten plays. It was the, that first year. He, it was a great year. Ten plays. They were great plays.
1: <laughs> they were big plays. We're right, done. We, we're done with him. Marvin Jones. What do you, what do you guys want to? Worried about
0: Kenny Galladay. That, that's that's the biggest concern for I, him.
1: I'm not really worried about
2: Marvin Jones. I think we know what he's going to be a Nine hundred yard receiver, five or six touchdowns.
0: You get you get good touchdown. Protect, you know what? That's the one thing for him as well. It, but again, that's the problem. You have to pick the game, right? Ugh. The thing is, he's. But at gonna, least if you have to play him, he can get one. Go ahead. He,
2: like he's a bench receiver. Like you don't have to spend up to this guy, but he provides serviceable depth. Where if you have to start him, you can feel pretty
0: comfortable. Yeah, you, you, you like him more than Galladay. In redraft, absolutely. Cut. Yeah, because it's a rookie. You can't count. On, you can't count on a fourth round rookie draft pick. Just coming
1: over Marvin. I'm just talking in a it,
0: as long as you. It, it, that's fine as long as he's not your wide receiver four, five, or six. If he's, or if he's well, I think or it's five. fine if he's a five or six. But I don't even know. At five, I even. It's, I'm going upside. I'd rather have Marvin Jones at five than I would. Go I'm going
1: day. upside that he could be one of those one of those great. I hope you're right. him if, in my second if, round. If not, I drop him by week five. And, oh, then right. he, and then
2: he goes up. I don't he's think back. he's going to be a guy who shows up early, but he could be a red zone weapon. And,
0: and you know what? A That's red zone those, only player, too. You have to always think about these guys too that are this level. While they may not produce for you in the first six weeks, and they still fit, they may finish out as wide receiver fifty seven or something like that, but over the last course of the last six weeks, they may be wide receiver twenty two. I love it. Do you know what? We're
1: going to keep going at this pace, and we're going to get to seventy. Let's go. We are. Never. Oh, it's happening. Right. Zay Jones. You know I love him. I'm not going to say anything. only thing I'm going to say is, did you see the freaking sideline catch that guy made in the game the other night? Anyone see it? If you listeners haven't seen it, go check out Twitter. Go check out your... The guy made the best catch of the preseason so far. Outside, it was like a Michael Irving tip, tip-toe. Did to- you see the Casey got, Williams and, catch? In 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 got... That's all Tennessee Hold on. play Hold on Ian got disheveled uh, While he's doing The tiptoe The guy just Blew him up You don't get disheveled
0: it. You either are disheveled Or He, he got was dis- He got destructed And he looked disheveled after. Whatever it was He got disheveled like, the word Shakespeare the socks. I'm, I gotta give you The proper English The word disheveled The adjective is, is a way that you look So it's not a way That you get so, Oh
1: my yeah. god
0: Move on Can You fuck off with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm here You got it I'm here You I'm got here. it I'm here Kevin You got it
1: Nope Nope Okay Is he
0: I'm so He's so annoying Yeah, he's I, annoying Let's move on He's are a guy He could be great I mean, I'm not saying he's my guy but, <laughs> He said he could be great I mean, how can
1: he not be great? We're sitting there and talking about He hasn't him been
0: great for three you, years uh, you, you Remember the playoffs years.
1: last year? Hey he won them two rounds of the playoffs I think his last two games would say that he has the possibility of being great, and we're talking about him at the forty eighth wide receiver. So he becomes be re- with the best quarterback
0: on the one of the best offenses. What's I think? Is, is this is this? It? Is he, no, he's the third wide receiver. He's he has the, like twenty six. Who's the fourth wide receiver on Green Bay? Yeah, he just turned twenty seven. Twenty seven. It's amazing. Not, he's young. Guy. He's the youngest player. That has like old attributes to him. I said that he had old I, legs
1: two years ago. I said Diggs was going to come as the best value. I'm going to say that in the same way as I agree with that. I think Diggs will score more points. Cobb is a high fucking value. I pick. think it's a great part to move Cobb up in your ranks. He's a high value pick. I mean Cobb. Every time I see where Cobb goes, I'm like, I look around, and I'm like, what, what, what? what? I'm like. Cobb looks the best, and I don't like Cobb. I'm a a lifelong not-liker of Cobb, but but you just got to be smart enough to roll with the punches and change. Cobb, high-value pick. Eric Decker going before... I'm not going to say it. I like Eric Decker. Is he... I'm the only one that
0: seems to like Eric Decker.
2: (laughs) The problem is they're pretty much only playing him in the slot. They're taking it easy on him right now in the preseason. So we don't know what the chemistry is like with Marcus Mariota. Uh, he's a touchdown guy in the red zone, but
4: throughout what's, his career,
2: what's his overall target share going to be? Is he going to get to a hundred targets? Is it going to be eighty targets used mostly in the red zone now at his age? Like the, these are all major concerns that we just don't know. Like we haven't seen the full Tennessee Titans complement of weapons in their offense on the field together.
0: As the person who's the highest at, at 31, ranked the highest wide receiver. in the room, yeah, yeah, and and at 31st wide receiver, I look at Eric Decker and go, I have not seen regression yet. He's done it on the Jets. He's done it with horrible quarterbacks. He's done it in, throughout his career. He's another one of these underassuming. Everybody doesn't think he's going to do this, and he just puts it together. So. Until I see different, and now he's got Marcus Mariota, I understand there's more people to throw to, but it's it's a very talented bunch they have there. So I'll take my chances, and I like with the history, especially with his touchdown production.
1: Next guy, last in Tier 8, uh, wide receiver 50, Corey Coleman. Might not have been the first play of the game, but I think it might have been as well. A uh, nice 20-yard or 30-yard strike from Kaiser. Uh, I like... It sounds like the rookie. Kaiser's gonna be. It looks like the rookie's gonna be the week one starter. Deshaun
2: Kaiser has been named the week three preseason starter. starter. Brock Osweiler, they're not even gonna play. They're still trying to trade him. So it looks like the cards are all in Kaiser's hands, unless he fucking plays fifty-two card pickup.
1: Exactly. And didn't we? And we kind of said that the minute we said that in our in our rookie dossier, we felt like this guy might be. The the You're gonna draft him in your
0: rookie league.
1: No, but I like him for the guy we're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Kaiser, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now the worry is, is he's gonna get overdraft to right. be a first, second rounder. I don't think I'm gonna go that 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 deep. I'm not going to. But who I like this for a lot is our next player we're gonna talk about is Corey Coleman, and I think again he's the first, second player this week. Kaiser dropped back. Twenty or thirty-yard zinger to Corey Coleman, who's back and he's a guy that's out all in OTAs because he fell on a ball and had a little bruised uh, spleen or him. something. <laughs> <laughs> <Strain> <laughs> him. I think it was a spleen, uh, but whatever. But just to see that whole thing was was, was refreshing. This is a guy that was last year uh, top fifteen pick, had started out hot, got injured. Now you got a youngster. They're doing the youth movement.
0: As yes they should. Um, so I like. Corey it only makes sense that he's going to feel comfortable with Corey Coleman, who is closer to an age. Who's the other? Who's the other incumbent that, out there?
1: The guy he likes a lot, Brett, or he used to like a lot. I don't know. If he's Look, not the incumbent,
0: but well, the free veteran. Signing. The veteran. The veteran. Let's call him the veteran.
1: Kenny Brett over Corey Coleman, hundred days out of the week. I. I I'm not going there. I don't know. I had to see more, but I'm not I, going. I there.
0: don't know that I go there. I have... Where do I have him? I have...
1: You know what? I have like... Kenny
0: Britt, 46. I have Corey Coleman, 51. So I do have Kenny Britt ahead of him.
1: Because I have, forty-nine 49 uh, for Coleman, 60 for Britt. And you want to know who the only guy that I want on my team is going to be Josh Gordon because when he gets reinstated, boom, later, Britt, or later... Later, uh, friggin' Gordon, he's gonna get traded. Gordon, he's getting It'll probably be like week two of the NFL NFL season. Here's what I'm hoping
0: for, but here's what I'm, I'm hoping for. And West saving, West I'm all about. I'm gonna save money in my. I know that none of the guys in my uh, auction league listen to this, so uh, my my 14 team league, we draft on the Saturday after the first Thursday game. Everyone has to declare if you have a player or if you draft a player that you would start him before the game so there's no bullshit type shit. Hmm. Yeah, I remember And that. I am going to focus on Josh Gordon and I'm gonna save money toward the end just in case. So whenever he comes up, if it's 10 10, 12, if it 20 dollars, up to 10% of my salary cap, I'm willing to spend it on Josh Gordon for what that potential return is because it's insane. It's zero. Really? It's, it's,
2: no, I don't. I have been a Josh Gordon supporter for so long. You have a rookie quarterback who you're glooming to be potentially the face of your franchise, and you're just gonna bring fucking Josh Gordon in in the middle of the goddamn season and be like throw this guy the ball?
1: Earlier part of the season. No here's, shot. Here's here's the one thing. He's getting traded. That's why I like him okay. so much. Like he's not gonna be the, the last pick, and I'm and I'm in. I'm in 22 24 round drafts. Okay. If I was 16, he's not there. Okay. F- fair enough for the qualifications. But he's going to
4: return <laughs> no
2: value for the Cleveland Browns this season. And if he gets traded mid season, then he has to learn a playbook and be good on a new team. That rarely happens with wide receivers. the so word, is, the word we, is it's, it's going Go to new Randy Moss got traded in the middle of the season. To the, what, New England Patriots for a while? No, that, no, that no, 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 Was no, no, that a middle trader? that a trader? No, it was a Okay. Sucked. Different, like, different
0: story. Great yeah. talent, right? Well, yeah. Randy Moss, one of the best talents ever? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, top three. You, you can't go from a worse organization than the Cleveland Browns. Wherever he goes is a step up. Well, here's... Yeah, here's... And again, are good this organization. is last. This is
1: 22nd, 24th round. Wherever it happens and he all of a sudden gets traded as someone that really needs them, like, let's say... Uh, uh, LA
0: Rams with a lot of no, fuck
1: that. Eagles uh, maybe like I'm thinking San Francisco, San in San Indian Indianapolis summer. like
0: these are, this is
1: what I'm saying he could be the first drop because he might not get reinstated, no big deal. But if he gets reinstated and all of a sudden he's wide receiver two or three on the Browns or gets traded, boom I like that pick better than anyone else I got in that 24th round Alright, we're moving faster Next
5: Mr. Barlow, I have the blacks for the shirt. Blacks,
1: Mr. Capulet, his department down. I have midnight black, raven black. And uh, black. Mickey was here with a black and blue black. Twelve inches. Oh, you're way <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna bust through this in tier nine. Stack Marty, you're gonna help us. He's got your your hands going through. Richard Matthews is fifty-one. 52 is Kenny Britt, Cole Beasley's 53, 54 is Josh Doxson, Adam Thielen is 55, 56 is Robert Woods, Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn is 57. Out of those, all I'm going to say, out of that tier right there, the only guys that they will be on my team are a Beasley and a Thielen.
0: And by the way, quickly, you, me, and Stags each have Adam Thielen ranked exactly the same at 47. Which driven. is higher than where he's sitting. Yeah, people dragging and the two boys people drag, seventy and seventy three. People dragging down our ranks. <laughs> seventy and seventy three from the heartbeat. He, he, tell he, me he how he, he, hates, he hates certain teams and he hates white Both of them. No, no, but Archer too. Archer hates them too. Tell is, me tell me how
2: Adam Thielen finishes with five hundred yards and I have three no idea. Rounds. I have no idea.
0: There's because no that's
2: what wide receiver seventy one finished with last year,
0: With Perriman. There's no way. No way. No okay. Way. So move him the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I even think I need to move him up from 47 to somewhere around like 38, 41, somewhere the, around The that. thing is, I agree that he
2: needs to be moved up. I just still like all the other players better. I know. I like, know. Like, wide receivers deep for that reason, like... I like Adam Thielen, but I can't justify
0: putting him ahead of some of these other names. And I think it really goes back to everything we've talked about earlier, saying it depends on your league. It depends on what your rules are. Certain players you're going to like more. And Thielen, if you're in a longer touchdown league or a bigger play league uh, or bonus leagues, he's that type of player. Uh, Diggs is that consistent guy who's going to give it to you with the the catches and the production, but he's the boom guy. He's
1: he's a modern day younger version, not without Aaron Rodgers version of, of friggin' and not quite as electric, Jordy Nelson. This guy's not a fluke. He's a big boy. Everyone's used to thinking a white wide receiver is some uh, Wes Welker. This is a 6'3, 210 guy that can move. And it's simple as that. You know who um, else needs to get moved
0: up? Kenny Britt. I'll give that up. Battle
4: Battle. Day. I
0: hope this one's a good one. I haven't listened.
3: I think I just found religion. You know?
0: I guess I did. You know, one thing I will say,
1: Kenny Britt, three weeks, three weeks ago, maybe even a month, when he started playing catch with Kaiser, he's like, "This guy is going to be a special quarterback." And look what's happening. Looks like Kaiser's going to be the Week One starter. Helps
0: Britt out he, big time. What's Kenny Britt's career yards for catch? I'm going to. I'm not looking, I'm going to say thirteen point five. Hold on. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, but it's higher. Well, he, had, he was a big play at the beginning of his career. First year, I think he was like fifteen point eight, and then I. And then, uh, his career is fifteen point eight. What?
2: The last three years in St. Louis or L.A., he's been a 16-yard-per-catch player. Like, he had an 18.9 in
1: two years.
0: Yeah. Can you remember that year in Tennessee when he got hurt after his first—basically in the second game? And yeah. he was already And he had this great second game before he got hurt, and it was all in the first like. Four
2: he had 289 days. yards on 17 catches for three touchdowns in three games. And, 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 and Kenny like, Britt is underrated, man. I'm telling you. Like, if Deshaun Kaiser is going to be a guy who attacks the field vertically, which is something what Cody Kessler really didn't do, and that's something that they want out of their offense, how do you not like Kenny Britt? I mean, I get liking Corey Coleman, too. He was a highly drafted, the highest drafted wide receiver in his class. But Kenny Britt's been one of the most underrated receivers out there and has played with trash and still, like on 111 targets, this guy had a thousand yards last season and five touchdowns. It's amazing. And this is so,
0: but here, here's why, real quick, and I'll let you go back in. It's the <laughs> it's the ridiculous way that players get demonized, right? Because Kenny Britt was that guy who was the breakout star, and then after those 17 catches for 289 yards, he got hurt, and then people tried to buy into him the next year, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden we hate Kenny Britt for the rest of life. And so he's been kind of regulated into that well he said, says so,
1: off-field off issues that no, no, but but him very you know, in his first. Not only that though, but think
0: about this. Just think about it in terms of fantasy of name value versus production value. There are people who carry name value for years and years and years. And then there are guys who show you a flash and they get no respect and then you're always getting them at value, value, value. Danny Wood had one of those guys. You know when you could, and Kenny Britt has become that at the wide receiver position, and especially you said quickly. Now I know. All right. So <laughs> especially the big
2: play leagues. So Terrell Pryor and Gary Barnage are both gone. That's two hundred targets. Uh, Corey Coleman's going to get a bump in targets. Kenny Britt's going to get one hundred and twenty targets. How does Kenny Britt not see one hundred and twenty targets in this offense?
1: I like it. Hey man, I like it. You show me the light on some guys, I like it. Let's go on and talk about some of the other dudes in here. Cole Beasley. Oh, Houdini's gone so we can really do quick hits. (laughs) Cole Beasley. (laughs) Cole Beasley I love. Um, I just think him and Dak have a rapport. This is a guy that's um, just become a better NFL pro every year consistently. And um, I just think where, you, where, you, where you're getting him here and where his ADP is, especially in uh, a PPR, but even in a, in a regular um, standard league, he just comes at a value. And imagine if friggin' uh, Dez, who gets injured all the time with his foot, is out. Then all of a sudden, he's like, isn't he the wide receiver one? De facto, I mean, he, he's. No, I the mean, the thing it, is, it does gets hurt. He's the wide receiver one. I mean, it's he's the chain
2: I mean, he's the chain mover. I mean, Terrace Williams will be listed ahead
1: of him on that. Wide
0: receiver time. one. Sorry,
1: you're gonna wait. You're gonna put. Okay, hold on. Honestly, it does gets hurt. We know we're, we're both dead. There
0: is no wide receiver one. Then then okay. it becomes committee. And but but here's the problem: Cole Beasley is balanced as hold a slot receiver. Down. You can't be a, a wide receiver one. Okay, there's, there's a lot of teams that. So too. you're
1: gonna play. You're going you're gonna put your, your cards on. Uh, Terrence 20s. Williams, no. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. He's the wide receiver one at the wide receiver position. If Des goes, but down. the scary that's thing incredible.
0: is, let's, let's be honest. But the scary thing is that they drafted Ryan Switzer because they were almost trying to replace him. You keep talking about Ryan Switzer. He's the, their kick returner. That no, just no, allowed, oh, but
1: hold on, that's that not me.
0: what they drafted him to yes. be, that's what he ended up being. No, they drafted him, the him to be
1: the so, so that, so that, so that uh, um, Cole
0: Beasley didn't have to be. It's simple as that. What's um, hilarious is that I own Cole Beasley in, my, in one of my leagues. I'm not trying to downplay him, I'm just trying to be realistic with him. It's Don't worry about Switzer, he's their kicker turner. I don't not saying, gonna, I'm not worried about him anymore, he <laughs> also got hurt and he wasn't getting to get play.
1: Let's move on. Let's move on. We, we had a moment. We were hoping... Go ahead. We were, we were hoping Houdini took a Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, okay. Daxon. I just... I love the guy. I think he's going to be great, but I'm not thinking... You you missed that I don't think he's got much fantasy value.
2: I mean, the thing is, he's one of those guys that's probably going to be a waiver wire pick if he starts dominating the red zone or suddenly gets more targets than we think. Uh... That that that's all that really depends. But after after Dotson, we got Adam Thielen, who we talk probably needs to be moved up like a ha, a tier. Yes. Um, yeah. a Robert block. Woods. Robert Woods. whatever Downgrades because whatever. of
0: Sammy Watkins. We already
2: did that though. Right. I mean, he's like wide receiver sixty. It's like every goddamn year in Buffalo.
1: What's the difference now? There but is now, no difference. But after seeing Cooper Cup and getting seven targets, and what's going on there, are you going to tell me right now that you feel like you're going to draft a Woods over
0: a cup? No. Even if you are. even I am just because Cooper cup is that good. if you hate him. Even if you are. I don't know if I am. Here's the reason why you've got to be concerned, is that if you draft Robert Woods, you're going to get better production in the first half of the season because his team is likely going to be out of it, and they're going to want to see what the youth movement is. What do we got in these players? And you've got to get them out there in the field, and you got to get them in starting roles, being in where you expect them to be the next year or the year after. And if they can't perform, then you cut bait. That's how it works in the NFL. I'm just worried. I just don't... I
1: think when it comes down to being on the clock, you and I just submitted to it, and he might still take a woods, but I think most drafters in most leagues would be like... The upside of a whatever. I'm seeing Cooper Cup in in Madden commercials, and I'm seeing all these targets, and I'm seeing all this love. And he, Look. he's this guy. I I I feel like he might get more of a higher drafted than a Woods.
0: You and I, and I think most people, it's hard to draft that steady guy at that point. I want a guy that has upside. I want Woods is is is. is his mean to floor to ceiling is like so small compared to other guys. I'd rather take the chance on having the complete flop and we, have the potential.
1: We loved the Woods before they drafted Cup and traded for uh.
0: What they obviously realized Robert Woods is not gonna get yeah. it done. When he was the wide receiver one, he sounded like a good option. Now he's wide receiver. We love three LA. Or
4: four.
2: Right? Okay, <laughs> How here. much older is Robert Woods than Cooper Cup?
1: Two years. Your guess? Two years. Eight months. Oh, wow! And you know the other... Really? What's the other one with Cooper Cup. Sammy Cuff?
2: Watkins is one day older than Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fuck your youth movement, theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: Well, that so he came
1: out after his sophomore year?
0: Junior. he might... No, yeah. was Cooper like uh ROTC guy or something?
1: That Cooper know, maybe, was there for maybe like, a Mormon. Maybe a Mormon that yeah, had to go something. on a retreat. Sister wives? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that I didn't realize that. God bless. That's awesome. All right, uh, Ted Ginn is our le- 57. We're doing well here. Let's keep this momentum. We're going to get to 70.
0: Uh, Ted Ginn. It's, it's, again, he's just a total one-trick type pony. I, I don't know what else you're going to get out of him. He is great for what he does. He still plays special teams, which tells you he's not a normal, everyday starter. He's great with
1: uh, Breeze.
0: Go. He's, he's, well, who's the guy? Uh, Devery Henderson. Henderson. That's who he is. Sure. But couldn't he be
2: Sean Jackson no. With a hundred targets, if you gave Ginn ninety to hundred targets, you don't think you can put up similar numbers to Deshaun Jackson Close. with
0: Drew Brees as his quarterback. Except for the fact that Drew Brees has so many other weapons to throw to than Does he, he? Yeah. Does he? Yes. Yes. You but Drew Brees also throws it 600 times so, a year. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: So, is this a guy that you're targeting? Is this guy you're finding a lot of shares on in your MFL 10s, in yeah. your drafts uh, right uh, now?
0: MFL 10, 100%. Hold on, hold on,
1: Yeah. Is this a guy you're finding a lot of shares on? Uh, only
2: in standard leagues, but... Or best
1: ball. Standard or best ball. Best guy. ball. Best ball I love it like uh, guy. Best ball. He goes way up. He yeah. goes yeah. way up. Best ball I love. And but and obviously that's MFL 10s, but... Um, are yeah. you fine?
4: Because where is
1: he going? What's his... Mean, sorry to put you Johnny on the spot, but... <laughs> I, I, I... For me, Wide receiver, I, I, receiver
2: 52, 148. So, depending on your league size, 12th he's, round. Your,
0: he's the last... Look, and see me, for I, I, I'm the type of person... I, when I'm drafting in my last two or three rounds, I want a, a guy... I'll grab a guy like him because... I'm also in bonus leagues with, with touchdowns and start, sort, but I would rather have a guy who has a potential, he can get two catches and they can be for 80 yards, and all of a sudden he's got new points, and then one of them is a touchdown.
1: No question. I mean, two years ago when Cam was the man, uh, it had a lot to do with Ted Ginn's big plays. Uh, next guy is going to be Brishad Brishad uh
0: sitting in the 11th uh, tier. Please enlighten con- me on him because I am so confused. I kept him in a keeper league, no, and no. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with him. I, just, he's just, at five dollars in an auction league, so he's, he's representing 2.5 percent of my salary. If they loved I, him, they uh, would have gone he's, after him. He's medical. a flyer. He's a flyer. Is he worth that flyer that I took out? I of him. don't know. Ask Joe Flacco's back. Yeah, right? That's all. It's
1: horrible. If they loved him, they wouldn't have gone after. Matt and everyone. Yeah, but. They're, they're such different roles. We're not yeah. talking about all it. Right, God, Kenny, Kenny Stills is going to be 59th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got nothing to say on him. Kenny Stills, so you should Brian. have him <laughs> a little bit higher.
2: <laughs> no way. Just. What? I mean, Kenny Stills. I mean, at that point in the draft, he's sort of in the same vein as Ted Ginn. Like, getting 90 to 100 targets as the deep threat, scored touchdowns, you know, will make some deep shot plays. He's more of a probably best ball or standard league player, than he is a PPR player. He's not going to give you that steady production.
1: Nice. Next one. On to the next one. Robbie Anderson. I like this now.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you can find a better value this deep in the draft. Like, if you're sitting there and you're around 14 or 15... Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't like Robbie Anderson. You don't have Quincy a new one anymore. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. The top three receivers from last year are gone. Okay? Either by trade or by injury. And you have Robbie Anderson, Darius Stewart. I agree. Uh, what who else this? did I throw the ball to? And I know it's the Jets, but get over it. He should be like 20 spots higher on this. On, on the thing NBA. is, we I talk about, about it, that, but... He's Which receiver, receiver do you want him over? He's the latest wide
1: receiver one you can get. Well, that's a, that's all. That's all. I, I don't I want him to.
0: over anyone. But I'll tell you this: I want to be the guy that takes a chance on him. He's the latest
1: wide receiver one on any NFL team that you can get in fantasy football drafts. I will agree with that. Tyler Lockett, the next guy we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's healthy. Should be back. Should be, would be. In a situation about it.
0: where he should be able to excel, excel with Doug Baldwin, who is is he could be the number two. There's no one else there. He's not doing it. Next. Here's what I'm gonna say. We're not even okay. gonna go, yeah. cause Sanu,
1: I'm not crazy about. Sterling Shepard, I know we talked about him earlier. I'm not crazy about. Here's what I'll say. We're not gonna go we don't even need to go round by round or tier by tier, because we're gonna close this thing out. Let's do but it. But look at look at your thing and tell Put out guys that you wanna take a chance on late in your draft at this position, and I'm gonna name three guys right now. John Ross, Chris Conley, Samuel, I wish I, I feel like Samuel is it has a lot of feast or famine, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, right Galladay. now. Is, call Galladay. Call him by his right Sorry. name. Galladay. You know, I botched Okay, you. call ah. Darius
2: Stewart by his right name. Darius uh, Stewart. Or Darius.
0: whatever.
1: Galladay. He's a jet. Galladay. <laughs> That's for Healy. For me, Chris Conley, Ross, maybe even a Chris Godwin, but I just think that the, it's going to be tough on that team. But how is Galladay that much lower? I like John Ross. His route running, I think he's more than just a, a dude. I know you'd mentioned. What what space in his name right now on the uh, the Bengals? That's gonna that used to be on. uh, Brian LaFell. Yeah, LaFell. I like Conley, Ross, and Galladay as dudes that I would take over all the all the player Britt and Beasley and Thielen. But besides that, my next guys after Thielen are. Well, oh, after Thielen, we're talking? I, well, I'm just saying. I'm just putting out guys. We're not going to go through to, to down to... to set. I would take a Ross. I would take a Conley. And I'll take a Gallaudet. Right, that's what I'll, right I'll
0: tell you. For my, for my last shots... And shot, then we're
1: going to close this party out.
0: For my last shots, I'll definitely take a chance at, on Robbie Anderson. I'll definitely take a chance on Curtis Samuel. Because Devin Funches and all these other fucks are, are horrible. And he's going to get a shot whether, agree, whether it becomes later, later in the year or not. And the other guy is because of whether... I'm just a, a, a total Jameis Winston believer or or whatever, but Chris Godwin, this dude's a good fucking receiver, yep. and he's going to find his way to be that number two steady guy across from Mike Evans before it's all said and done, Deshaun Jackson is a perfect gimmick to help him let them be there. I
1: agree. I like Mar- that. Marquise
0: Goodwin, he's showing it up at San Fran camp.
2: Gabriel, uh, he's going to be the Gabriel guy? If they like him in the Gabriel role, also stretching the field vertically. Uh, a couple other guys. I'm not feeling the Godwin. I just don't know how he gets targets. I agree
1: with that. Um, I think he's a great player, but I just
2: yeah, I, I wish he didn't yeah, end I up know. there. I wish. Someone's I, gonna hurt. I wish the Rams didn't draft Cooper Cup over Chris Godwin, but that's just me. Um, but a couple other guys that I like. I sort of still like J.J. Nelson, especially in best ball. Uh, I'm not on the Jerron Brown camp. Uh, and Tory Smith. Like, you guys think Alshon's getting all the targets, but somebody else there's gonna get some and Tory Smith's likely. I'm not a giant believer in Nelson Aguilar anymore. He's that's a guy who's gonna to have to prove it to me for like three weeks. He
0: was whether whether you, whichever way you wanna to go, Torrey Smith or or Nelson Aguilar, those are great last picks because they are there's no one else there. They're potential higher volume and you can get good production out of it. So here's I'll what I'm gonna
1: say guys. We did a great friggin' job of uh, getting through uh, the deepest position in fantasy football. I love hearing the insight from you guys, and I say this all the time. These podcasts, you know, kind of help me help me become a better fantasy footballer and keep dominating the leagues I'm in because I respect what you guys say so much on this stuff. Um, I think all of us have our great points and do our own thing. And when we, when we bring it together, it's, it's kind of its own pyro podcast collective in its own right, outside of tears. So, good to talk about my favorite position, wide receivers. Uh, it's, a, it's at a point right now where there ain't a position in fantasy football that's more important than another. It's being fluid and being able to make the right pick via the four positions at the right time. Holler for a Dollar. If you guys have been with us throughout this whole show, we're rocking out at 3 hours and 25 minutes. The music we're playing tonight is Radiohead. Uh, The opening song was uh, Down is the New Up. And then we're going to close out with... uh, We're going to close out with 4-minute warning,
3: Just a word.
5: history. I'm Professor You and a lot of people think history is just facts, it's just information about the past, but not me. I mean, I hold history very sacred, sacred. The way the farmer looks at the earth and he holds it sacred, the way a Christian takes the Bible and he holds it sacred, the way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred. That's how I feel about it. So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why, in 1975, we pulled our troops out of Vietnam?
4: The failure of
5: Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Is she right? Because I don't like popular version of what went on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice patties with guns and were going up against Charlie, slugging it out with me, while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh! Ah! Ah!
3: Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were
0: in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter.
4: I'm
5: a lover. Wow. I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice-eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick brick
3: brick, and nuke them back into the fucking Age River? How come? Why? Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy to let McCarthy go in there and blow out those coming bastards! Good answer. Good answer.
5: Good answer. Like the way you think. Mm -hmm. I'm
3: going to be watching you. Well, a good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea.